So welcome, listeners, to another episode of True North Nerd. This episode is going to be filled with news because we are recording it the weekend after San Diego Comic-Con. Insert old-timey news music style sound effect now, which Brent probably won't do. <laughs> oh, look at there. It's the people from Star Trek. <laughs> How's it going, guys? And then it would show a picture of them like waving at the camera. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the, the film grain over it, all like sepia tones. I can't Except really do an old tiny news voice. Hot. Not consistent. I, I can't do it long enough to even bother trying yeah. it while it being recorded. So uh, a lot of news came out of it. But before we get to the news, um, as you've probably already heard, Ryan and Kevin went to the... Is it Elmville or Elmvale? Elmvale. I never pronounce it correctly. Elmvale. It was the Elmvale Sci-Fi and Fantasy Street Party and Festival. I think yes. is the official name so of the event. That was the, the little episode that we released last week, but just a quick recap. Uh, you guys had fun? Yeah? We did have fun. It was good. It was a well-organized event. Everybody who was there looked like they were having a good time. Um, it's. I think San Diego's got something to look out for because Elmvale is on the rise. <laughs> I'm already looking forward to going next year. I hope we don't have a conflict next year. So yeah, I can go. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was good. Uh, it was so. It was casual. And yeah, exactly. You know, the that's crowd, what I like. You know, we were inside in the air conditioning, which uh, which which nice. helped. Yeah, and uh, you know, so the crowd was you know it was, was it was a steady crowd of people. Like, it wasn't overwhelming. Uh, sometimes you were wondering if people outside knew we were in there. But that's something they know they need. You know they need to work on for and next year. You guys year. got okay weather too, right? Like oh, the weather was beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. You know, there was a nice breeze. The yeah. sun was out. They had a great turnout for cosplay. Lots of those. Oh, there was this one kid, and I know we mentioned it in the mini episode. He he won one of the prizes for the kids contest. He was Hellboy. Mm-hmm. And oh, he, I didn't see that picture yet. Well, I didn't. Uh, I think Ed might have got a picture. I didn't oh, okay. get one. By the time I got up there, he was already de decostuming. He had little uh, black sideburns taped on. Awesome. Um, but he used they used a hockey glove painted red for oh, the fist of doom. Idea. It worked perfectly for his size because yeah. it goes yeah. down to his wrist. Like for an adult, it's not quite proportionate enough. Well, yeah, but, but it, it's a great starting point though. Yeah. If you think because if you have a hockey glove, you can add to it. You've already got the articulation. You just need to add to the outside of it to make it a bigger adult size. And that's one of the doom. things you don't see a lot with well with. Hellboy, anything, yeah. Because there's a they announced uh, to, to go into it a little bit. They they announced uh, Dark Horse is doing a Hellboy <gasps> figure. That's all. Yeah, that was all. And, and the hand, right hand of Doom has articulated fingers, which is the first time that they've done that with yeah. a Hellboy figure. Some people all. are complaining, saying it like sound, looks kind of Lego ish. Yeah. Or um, there was one. It was comparing it to Devastator's fingers in the, de- the, the yeah, Transformer I can see figure that too. But it's like the fact that the kid did that. That's pretty. Yeah. Awesome. No. And his mom had a cool costume too. She was uh, 
Snow Fet. Yeah, oh, she was yeah. Mandalorian that one we saw. Yeah. yeah, that oh, one we yeah, saw I the pictures of. That, that one was, was pretty cool. good. Yeah. Well, good to, good that you guys had fun. Oh, yeah. No, we did. Uh, out. We've been asked to come back, so... Hopefully, yeah. Jen and I will be able to join you next year. Uh, this year, we we had a wedding to go to. So, <laughs> and if you're a new listener who met Kevin and Ryan, hey, welcome, Bale, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we're the other two people who work on this show. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, the brains behind the operation. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Well, the beauty behind the operation. Yeah. Well, no, that was well, us. Oh, right, right. We were, we're the, the beauty. Oh. We're, we're the, face. the faces. Brent pushes the buttons. I do push the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> and I push Brent's button. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole different button that you push. Anyway. No, sometimes it's the same. Oh. <laughs> what? I'm not pressing that button. Anyway, San Diego Comic Con has came and went. And um, a fair amount of news coming out of it. Lots um, of new trailers. Lots of new trailers. Lots of new stories being announced. Uh, uh, weirdly, uh, not a lot of comic news that I, I well, there was some. There's some, but one of which I thought was pretty big just kind of came and nobody paid attention to it. And, which one was that? Uh, Grant Morrison on Green Lantern. Yeah, I had I had noticed that one yet. Yeah, see, I didn't hear about that one. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that was announced at one of the DC Comics panels. Oh, okay. Yep. Who's he? He's writing, obviously. Yeah, he's writing, and someone good's doing art for it. Um, uh, I can't remember. Is it supposed to be? What is it supposed to he's, be? He's writing a new Hal Jordan book. Okay, so is yep. it like a, a new reintroduction it's, of Hal Jordan? I then, don't or know. They're, they're describing it as it's going back to the roots of him being basically space cop. Okay, mm-hmm. which is, which I think like. I know you really like Jeff Johns' run on the book, but it, it sort of got away from that a little bit. As oh well, yeah, not so no. much him, but well, mostly else. that that whole run was yeah, it was it got was less space cop, more Star Wars. Yeah, like because with all the different in, you know all the colors being introduced and you know all the wars between them and all that. But yeah, no. But you also have to throw in there it's Grant Morrison doing the writing, so, so it's, it's going to be weird. weird. Yeah. So some really, of, really weird. Some of the other. Announcements DC made. It was uh, Brian Azzarello's writing a Batman miniseries called Damned. That's not new though. Uh, that's uh, that's that was, the the black label. No, as you said, that's part of that new right. black label, right? Uh, Mark Silvestri, Batman Joker Deadly Duo. It's a uh, another Batman miniseries. Okay, uh, that finally got it because he's been showing pages of it for like two right. years. Like he's been working on it for a while. Hmm. Uh, the other big one is um, Kelly Sue DeConnick is taking over Aquaman. Oh, I didn't hear that one at all either. Yeah. That one got a little bit buried. That's an interesting Apparently switch. she's got a really great take on it, so they're really excited about that. Uh, and then the Vertigo relaunch is happening next month on August 8th um, with the new Sandman Universe books. So uh, That's one of those things I don't I don't know how to feel about. Because Sandman, like, Sandman ended really well. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, it had a beginning, middle, and end. And to delve into that universe every once in a while seems okay, especially when Neil Gaiman is behind the the delving into the universe. But I I don't know if there's really, if I have a clamoring to read anything else in that universe. Do you, Jen? Because you were a big fan of Sandman. It depends on what the story is and who the characters are. I mean, I find the endless fascinating and i'd love to hear more stories about them that's why i liked the the delirium books even though they were more juvenile i liked being able to revisit the endless so it really depends on what the the plot of those are going to be is it going to be about daniel is it going to be about uh, there were four books announced 
Let me just take a look here. Is it just well, they were announced they, quite a while ago. They were announced ago. quite a while ago. And they've been... Um, uh, Gaiman handpicked the writers. Uh, I know one of them Which is, is Nalo Hopkinson. Which is good, yeah. Nalo Hopkinson is one of them, I'm pretty sure. I'm just looking yes. at it here. Yeah, because that's the other big question mark is, will the so writer do the original justice? The series are called... Uh, there's Lucifer, Books of Magic, The Dreaming, and a new book called House of Whispers. And Books uh, of Magic, from what I hear, is a complete reboot. Like, it's not following... Unlike The Dreaming, it's not going to be following anything already created. It's going to be a reboot of that, that property. The Tim Hunter Books of Magic? Yeah. yeah. See, and after reading the original Sandman books, I wanted to read... I tried to read Books of Magic, and I tried to read Lucifer, but I could only get so many volumes from my library mm-hmm. because they are older. Mm-hmm. And so I never got the whole thing. I got bits and pieces. House of Whispers is being written by Nalo Hopkinson. <clears throat> And it's uh, she's a very good fiction writer. Uh, have science. you ever read Brown Girl in the Ring? No. Uh, it's an amazing science fiction time travel story about a girl of Caribbean background who lives in Toronto. Brown Girl in the Rain. Ring in the Ring. Okay. Yeah. Brown Girl in the Ring. Yeah. Great. It's a, uh, I and will look it up. Neil, Neil Gaiman's been like a supporter of hers for years, so yeah. that that was an announcement that did not surprise me. You at know all. me; I'm always looking for a new good book to read. Mm. Yeah. And a new good author to read. So she's writing House of Whispers, which is about a woman named Latoya. And uh, the House of Mystery and Secrets are joined by the House of Whispers after a woman named Latoya's girlfriend and sisters accidentally conjure the voodoo deity Urzuli, steal its essence, and cause their home to crash into the dreaming. See, that sounds cool. I would (laughs) read that. Yeah, that sounds like an interesting book. And then Books of Magic is a sequel to the 1990 limited series. Tim Hunter is torn between using his magic skills for good or evil. Magic gets in his way at school, but a substitute teacher offers to teach Tim how to master his powers. Oh, okay. So the, the Neil Gaiman written miniseries will still be canon. Anything else so. after that's been tried. Probably. See, and reading the bits and pieces of the House <clears throat> of Magic um, also was what got me interested in Constantine. Yeah, because he's kind of a tour guide for yeah. a bit of it. Yeah. And Books of Magic is written by Cat Howard. Uh, the Dreaming is written by Cy Spurrier, and it focuses on the supporting characters from The Sandman, such as Lucy yep. and the Librarian, Matthew the Raven, and Nuala of the Fairy. In this series, these characters try to search for Dream as his kingdom falls into darkness. And Merv the Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Merv See? the Pumpkinhead's my, one of my favorite supporting all of that, characters. All of that sounds great, but now I think I feel like I need to find the Books of Magic, oh. the original one. We've got the trade. Do we? Yep. All uh, of them? Of the original miniseries? Yes. They did a series after that that is apparently no longer going to be canon. So, oh. I think that's all you'll need to read. Yeah. Is it in the books hidden in your office? Nope. Oh. It's up by Sandman, I think. I love that book. Uh, fully painted some of the issues and stuff. It's great. Um, so we I guess we so should we should talk about the the kind of uh, bad news that. Weirdly, did not come out of San Diego per se, but no. came out around the convention, and that is that James Gunn has been fired from Guardians of the Galaxy three and Marvel film work in general. We are left to to think um, due to some uh, fairly unfunny offensive tweets that he posted uh, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's a mess. It is. It is what what he posted was not funny. It, it, no. There's 
there's very, 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 very minutely little funny about rape. And even if you can find that funny, that joke was not it. Um, I don't condone these types of jokes, but it was also 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. How long ago was the first Guardian? Was It was five years ago. Five yeah. years ago. So like these all... I have very mixed feelings about this because... I mean, if it was only five years ago, these these tweets existed when he did one and two. So why didn't it stop them then? If they're the, if it's this serious, because there wasn't a right wing Republican website that was mad at him for tweeting is against that is, Trump. Is that what they're figuring triggered? Yeah, well, that's where it came from. That's yeah. where it okay. came. He from. tweeted against Trump. Yeah, they didn't like He's that. He tweeted against Trump several thousand times. So they started digging through all his online presence and found these. Posted them on their site and then encouraged all their followers to retweet all this stuff. Oh, and and then that's where the firestorm just see, yeah. But on the other side of it, I think that personally, I find the most offensive thing you can do is joke about rape because that normalizes it and makes it okay and makes it something funny that you can just shrug off and laugh and it doesn't make it the serious Mm. thing that it truly is. And I don't think that, and I mean, I don't think that anybody who jokes about rape deserves to be pu- punished, but I don't think it's something that should not be taken seriously. Now, he has come out and apologized for these mm-hmm. tweets. Now, he apologized uh, for them, like, a long time ago as well. Yeah, and the recent apology, basically, he accepted his fate. Yeah. Like, he didn't and say, what, like... that's what swings me back more towards Team... Of uh, like more towards keeping him on the movies. Um, I read his brother's statement about the whole thing, and to me, I kind of wonder about it because James Gunn comes out of Troma Studios. That was where he started getting his filmmaking chops, and Troma is built around the Toxic Avenger mm-hmm. and Sergeant Kabuki Man. Basically, movies that are kind of funny with blood, guts, and boobs. Yeah, like they're that's what they're known for. They're be, hor- they're be be movies, and you kind of wonder if you know, young filmmaker, that sort of sensibility of that studio rubbing off on you for a while. Well, he's even come out and said, you know, that was his humor back then. He thought yeah. he thought of himself as a crass. And edgy, you know, common comedian. Maybe not comedian, but like that was his humor. And and I mean, if you take up he's, that's anybody's not him. tweets or or things from ten years ago, I, mean, I can. You would hope that you have changed. I can say without like hesitation that I know in my last podcast that I did the the two assholes one. There's stuff on it that I'm pretty sure both Adam and I would not be happy that we said. Like, we would go back and, like, oh, that was fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> but we were two 20-something-year-old Full of piss and vinegar. And, and nobody was paying attention. Well, yeah. I've been looking at the uh, at the fallout um, online, too, and all the people who are coming out in support of him. Uh, one of the interesting ones that I've just come across is Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. Because- he wants to have his – so he he is the voice of a Disney character. Yeah. He was Pain in the Hercules movie, and he did some voice recording for that character for a, for a nighttime show at Disneyland, and he's now asking Disney to remove him from that, uh, from that attraction because stuff, yeah. uh, you should see some of the things I've said in well, my exactly. past. Well, exactly, yeah. Uh, and do you remember the movie Powder? 
Yep. Yes. Yeah. That was a Disney movie too, and the guy who directed that he was a, a, is a, awful. Is an awful human being. Yeah. He was arrested for uh, child molestation, if I'm not and mistaken. And Disney knew that when they made the movie, they said, oh, "Well, so there's no was... kids in this movie, so it'll be fine." Yeah. Uh, so Disney has been known to look the other way. Well, um, there's no kids in Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. Either. Unless you count Baby Groot. What, yeah, but he wasn't really talking about. <laughs> what kids, part of he? me wonders no, if part still. of what happened was when this Twitter <laughs> campaign came up against him. The first people to pull out, like the first sign, something went weird. Was Sony apparently he was going to help out with Sony's presentations at Comic Con, mm-hmm. and suddenly, suddenly Sony dumped him without warning, like just like oh he's not helping us out. And part of me wonders if that was like we found, we got this email. Did you Disney and Disney felt that they had to follow suit, or they they look like a bunch of dorks? Yeah. Now nah, it's but there's different ways they could have done it. They could have yeah. been, you know, more along the lines of we have temporarily removed him from projects or just pending investigation. And this or... has other uh, reaching problems other than just Guardians Three, which is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the the at least the first draft of the script is done. Yeah, because uh, he tweeted out the photo of it. Yeah. Right? Is he's also the guy who's supposed to be shepherding the Marvel cosmic universe as a whole. They announced that a while ago. So what do they do there? Now, like none of those products, we don't know what's included or what they were planning on. Yeah. Other than Captain Marvel and Guardians 3. And I don't know how much influence he even had on Captain Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. But his a couple of his cast members have, have come out. And are supporting him. His brother, his brother wrote a really interesting big dialogue that mm-hmm. basically said when they started it, he James came to him and was afraid that, like, you know, if he lost his quote unquote edge, that it was going to screw up with the filmmaking. And when he when he uh what but what his brother said is it like like not only did it improve his filmmaking leaps and bounds because he got to the meat of it, which it was more storytelling is it had kind of improved him as a person. <laughs> so like there's that Batista has come out and like, oh, he, he was ain't the first. being shy. No. He was the first one to come out and like, this yeah. is bullshit. And well, just think of it, right? Look at even look at wrestlers. Look at wrestlers that are big movie stars now. Look what those wrestlers might have been saying 10 years ago on TV mm. for thousands, millions and millions of people at home talking about eating pie. Yeah. And oh, yeah. There's a, there's a ton of stuff. Well, that, that was the main. So Linda McMahon, who is Vince's wife, ran for Congress twice yep. or Senate or something. And that was the thing that they brought her opponent brought up every time. Like, good old wholesome family values, eh? And then they like And then they brought up the attitude era. Yeah. <laughs> we got know. stone cold flipping people off, drinking beers. And oh, there got... was clips of her kicking her husband in the balls. Yeah. You know? I think the thing the thing is is with me is James Gunn seems remorseful. Like oh, yeah. I don't know him as a person. But he's at least his online presence genuinely seems sad that this has all come about and not from a I got caught, more of like I was an idiot. And you know, sometimes you pay the price for being an idiot. The difference that that I find with that and some other celebrities who have been caught is there, it's the 
oh, well, I, you know, other people have said bad stuff too. And like, there's no remorse over it. No. Or there's no even sign that like they've changed. Yeah. Their ways. Bobcat Goldfights, and, and like he said, he's a prime example of a guy who, like, I can't, like, this is, like, I could, I don't know if he ever did. I could see him in his early career definitely doing rape jokes. Oh, yeah. Especially during, like, the. Did you the ever late see Shakes 80s. the Clown? Yeah. Yeah. But he, as well as a filmmaker and writer, has come a long oh, yeah, way yeah. since that point. So. Uh, I, I don't think we've heard the end of this. I think. I think this will be a, like this. I don't know what this means for Guardians Three, but I think we know there's going to be a Guardians Three. Oh yeah, that's happening. And uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's back. I mean, there's this fan petition that's got a, over 150 thousand signatures on it already. Too, and when so. you see all the behind the scenes stuff on those movies, those people seem like they generally love each other and get yeah, along really yeah, really yeah. well. <laughs> You know, so it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if that, you know, I think, not to sound crass, I think it depends on how the, the female actresses come out and whether they support her or support him or stay silent or go against yeah. him. Because that really, at the end of the day, that's kind of who the, the needs to have their say on this. Matter. Well, I've just been reading that, um, that. Karen Gillan and uh, Palm Clementary, yeah, Mantis and Mantis Nebula, yeah. they've come out in support. So, and I, th- I, I didn't read Zoe's, um, Zoe's tweet, but uh, hers was very cautionary, more like she needs to find out all the facts. Right. And same with Michael Rooker, basically said it, it's a, a private matter. I know what he's told me. That's good enough for yep. me. And uh, what's his face, uh, Star Lord uh, Pratt, basically tweeted out a Bible verse of like, you know, which one of us hasn't fucked up in our youth? And apparently, yeah. Pratt's very religious too. Yeah. 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 So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I, the Let's problem, move on. you know, what really sucks about it, in, in another way, is like f- if they don't bring Gunn back, if they don't rehire him, the poor schmuck that's got to try and take over yeah. that job, yeah. like. Good luck. You're yeah. you're probably going to have a cast that like might not hate you, but I is definitely going to be opposed you. to you coming in. I think the cast would be respectful. They'd be professional. Yeah, yeah. But, but it wouldn't be the same vibe. It would, exactly, and, and that kind of stuff shines through. Yep. I mean, you can tell when things are meshing and when things aren't in a movie. So speaking of movies, well, before we get on to more good stuff, oh, we might as well more get bad stuff. I got a bad thing, and then a why the internet. There's one story of why the internet can't have nice things, uh, and why, and one story of okay, well, maybe the internet isn't so bad after all. So the first one, and I'm sure you saw this one, uh, comic author Tom King, yep, who's writing that Batman wedding story, mm-hmm. went to Comic Con with a bodyguard. Well, sort of. What? Why? He got death threats on Twitter from the way from the, the wedding, the wedding ended. issue. Uh, yeah. He's not the first one to get death threats. Oh, no. Gail Simone t- told me a story about bullets being left at a at a comic shop where she was supposed to be doing a signing the next day. Well, like, I just like along him. the doorway kind of thing. I don't blame him. Yeah. I'd be terrible. I mean, at least I would have canceled him. No. No. <laughs> no, he also made light of it. Well, here's the other light point of it is I know the bodyguard. I've met him. His oh, really? name is Dave. He works for Fan Expo. Oh, does he? Yeah, and apparently 
I guess they got a hold of him because he's a big dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they showed the he picture. He's a big friendly <laughs> dude. So I guess it was more looks to kind of scare off than he he is not. As far as I know, he is not a trained bodyguard. Maybe that's right. Don't, don't blow his cover, man. Yeah, if yeah. I run into him at Fan Expo, maybe we'll interview him yeah. about it. He's going to punch you in the face to prove he is a bodyguard. Because that was one of those things that, like, I saw the picture. I'm like, I know that guy. <laughs> he's not a bodyguard. Maybe I'm wrong. So I messaged Kevin Boyd. He's like, no, that's Ke- that's him. <laughs> so... But yeah, that's a, it's a very much that like even the fact that they have to go that far, yeah, sucks. But over the, a stupid comic book, yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, yeah, and they didn't get married after all. Spoiler, yeah. But uh, okay, so there was a nice fun little story that came out of the internet doing trying to correct a wrong. So remember, um, oh, what's the actress's name? Uh, she plays Rose. Kelly Marie Tran. Yes. Thank you. So yeah, all the, the bullshit that, yeah. you know, with the harassment on Instagram and Twitter and how yeah. she just kind of left social media because of it, because mm-hmm. people are like complaining that her character ruined the Star Wars mm. and all oh, this. Yeah, and fuck everybody Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. So there was a group called the Nerds of Color is a group that uh, organized... Uh, what they called a rally for Rose at Comic Con oh, nice. this year, That's and nice. they went around dressed as Rose, like cosplaying as Rose. Uh, some of them went around wearing like you know the the Obama I believe T shirts with yeah. that, that that image, that image but it was Rose, like it was the the actress instead. Yeah, <laughs> That's um, and did multiple like rallies and stuff throughout Comic Con. Both uh, Ryan Johnson and uh, Mark Hamill. Tweeted out in support of it, and you know, so well, that's good. Was, you know, yeah, the internet trying to I, to I play really, nice. I really like Rose in that movie. Yeah, I well, the, I had nothing against it. Is, is, is there's people who are uh, who are just dead set against what Everything. Ryan Johnson did in the Last Jedi. Uh, well, that, and if and you have more than one woman in Star Wars, it's wrong. Right? Yeah, so, women are evil. Only Princess Leia, the, the, and that's it. The sad thing about it is, is right now for a, a project I can't talk about is I'm rewatching all of Star Wars Rebels, and it's like, to me, it's like if you don't like Last Jedi, like these people were like doing, like want to do the remake, like the the, the Star Wars for or, us and yeah. all that bullshit. If you don't like that, Rebels is like classic Star Wars almost to a T. Other than there's two female characters in it. Maybe that's why they haven't glomped onto it. Yeah. But it, it's like, it is like a new hope and empire all rolled into one four season animated TV series. Makes nope. me wonder if Leia had shown up in uh, Empire instead of New Hope, if everybody would hate her too. <laughs> because she's not in the original Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So, fuck those guys. Yep. Yeah. And good for the what were they nerds of color? Nerds of color. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good for them. I I liked all the like you hear about all these initiatives going forward that are like I know there was a a push for a while to, for artists to send sketches to to her as like sort of a sorry note like Fosgate sent her Aww. a full color sketch of Rose and stuff oh, nice. like that with a like the internet sucks don't let the man get you down kind of thing. <laughs> it's. But uh, so can we go on to good stuff? Now? Yeah, now we can go. Let's just talk all. Well, so you just talked 
Rebels, we might as well start with announcing a new season of Clone Wars. That came that, out of nowhere. Like <laughs> Thursday, one of the first things to hit the wires is like, oh my God. And that trailer. Oh. Apparently the moderator didn't even know that was coming. Yeah, no, I saw the, I guess, Dave Filoni, right? Yeah. yeah. He He just came out and was like, oh, yeah, by the way, because it was the 10-year anniversary panel for for Clone Wars. Which was, it's like, it was one of the few Star Wars presences at the show. Yeah. Yep. And then... They uh, made it count. Yeah. (laughs) The art, did you notice the the, the style of the cartoon was closer to Rebels, I feel? A little bit. It's kind of in between. At least not... Looks the same. I mean, I didn't, I haven't watched Clone Wars simply because the art... I, I can't get over it. Yeah. Mm. And now I'm going to have to force myself to watch it because I want to well, know more about I'm re-watching Clone Wars. I started at season two because you can skip season one. Um, yeah, if I'm going to re- if I'm gonna watch it, I'm going to watch the whole thing. It's hard. I can't. Some of the first. It. I haven't made it out of season one because it's so, it's boring. Yeah, maybe that's why I don't, I haven't gotten into it. But yeah, like seeing that. I'm watching that freshly, and then seeing this trailer, the angular faces just aren't as hard etched. Well, that's yeah, good. that's kind of what I thought, especially when you see that hologram of Ahsoka. Yeah, because yeah. so. that's one of the things I'm like, why can't they make Clone Wars look more like Rebels, where they actually mm. look like people and not Picasso? So I guess this is the other animated project Filoni hinted at that he was working on. Because he said mm. there was a couple things in the pipeline. Yep. We found out Resistance was one, because that's been announced. No, they didn't show anything for Resistance, Nothing though, from did Resistance. they? Not Maybe it. they don't really have anything yet. But it starts this fall. Maybe they I'm, don't want to spoil it. No. Maybe they're holding it for Fan Expo. I'm wondering. <laughs> he seems to like Canada for some hey, reason. They premiered oh, yeah, two watched, episodes of we, Rebels last I mean, year. Yeah. I watched them. Yeah. We got Lucky an extra bastard. episode that San Diego did not get. Yep. So yeah. Is he coming to Toronto? Don't know, but we, we, he wasn't announced last time either. It was only the voice actors that were announced. And yeah, then it was like the day before. The day like, before. Oh, yeah. Mm. And he and he started it on Twitter by like follow the white loth cat and he went down to the train yards and stuff because he's a he, he's a nerd about odd things mm-hmm. like things that you don't automatically put together for like he absolutely loves Star Wars he loves trains he, and he loves, loves Toronto Sheldon. Oh, Sheldon yeah because he's a big Pittsburgh Penguins fan apparently <laughs> and wolves he really likes wolves <laughs> which is why wolves are in everything he does yeah pretty much. So, Clone Wars is coming to the Disney streaming service yes. next year. Yes, the unnamed, year. unpriced Disney streaming service. And it's service. 12 episodes. Which yes. hopefully will come to Canada. No, yes, unlike, unlike <laughs> the DC Universe streaming service, which was announced is only going to be available in the U.S. starting this fall. Uh, that doesn't It saddens me a little bit, but doesn't surprise me. There's no. too many rights issues for what they're throwing in there. Oh, to, for sure. Or for at least sure. at the moment. But I hope I hope this doesn't mean that their programming won't get picked up by another another service. Like I could see Titans ending up on Crave or something. Yeah. Depends on which channel's airing it up here, right? If any channel's airing. If any channel. <laughs> Maybe we'll get lucky and Netflix will pick it up. I would so, think with Titans nice, filming Netflix. with Titans filming in Toronto. You would hope that there would be Canadian tax credits involved, which means that there needs to be a Canadian broadcaster. Yeah. So let's segue into that trailer. Titans. Well you mean fuck Batman? <laughs> now I, I, I'm gonna be honest. Uh-huh. The minute he said, fuck Batman, I was done. 
I have no, have virtually you, no interest in the series. Have now. you read the Wolfman run of New Teen Titans from the eighties? Yep. He basically said that. Yeah, I know. Like was, they're adapting, they're adapting the the, the Marvel, New Teen Titans, the New Teen Titans from nineteen eighty. Yeah, now, in 1980, it just seems really grim and gritty. Like even over what Wolfman and Perez were doing, but well, in that series. It was Raven who brought that team together to fight her father. And she's a girl who was possessed by a demon because her father was a demon. So, and uh, in, at that time, Robin was on the outs with Batman because he wanted to be his own person. And, and he was just, he was done being a hero, wasn't he then? Or was that? There's one point he hangs up the costume completely. Yeah. yeah. Or was that, that was just Judas before, contract? That was just before the new Teen Titans book started in, the eight, in, in 1980. Oh, yeah. uh, and it was Raven who brought him back in. And it was Raven who gathered up Starfire and Beast Boy, too. Um, I, I do like from the trailer that Starfire is a black actress. Mm. I really like that. And when that they added the casting. effects to her, she yeah. looks phenomenal. She, does like, she yeah. looks like the, the comic so book character. So don't let the fuck Batman get you down. I guess. I, just, I don't know. It's like, it, seem, it's it seems like it lines. It's why we get Nightwing. Yeah, I guess. Now, I just wonder if, because it almost makes it look this way in the trailer, that he uses a gun. Yeah, he at least uses. Yeah, he uses at least the criminal's gun yeah. against them. So I don't know about he that part. Kills people. Well, depends on how he shot them. He may not have killed them. I think he stepped on a guy's neck. Yeah, yeah. Batman yeah, does that exactly, too. That's right. Might have just paralyzed him. Well, he's not dead. Yeah, but this is not your kids' Teen Titans. Go. This is not oh, your. Okay, yeah. so Jen, Jen and I didn't really go for it. What about you guys? Did you? Did, well, I want to. Oh, okay. oh, go ahead, Jen. Jen. Jen hasn't talk, talked yet at all. She's been too busy with her phone. Yes, Jen, please talk. I've talked. <laughs> Let me smack him upside the head for you, Jen. Yes, please do. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was just going to say that I've never read any of the Teen Titans comics. So my only introduction and knowledge of Teen Titans is based on the Teen Titans animated series mm-hmm. and Teen Titans Go, which is my new favorite, which I know is the extreme silly version. And other than the Teen Titans Go movie, which I'm dying to see, it's not going to be anything like that. Are we going this weekend to see Teen Titans Go? Oh, is that coming out this weekend? Mm-hmm. Uh, we could go Sunday. Ooh. Okay, we'll have that because we we kind of want to take our niece and nephew to see it, but, but we, we also want to see it first, mm-hmm. so we know whether if we have to leave in the middle of it. Through it or Apparently, not. there's a Stan Lee cameo. Oh, sweet! <laughs> so I am super excited to see that movie because I love Teen Titans Go. And so after watching that trailer, I don't know. Since I guess my only exposure to Teen Titans has been the animated series, I'm just like, eh, it's. And also, I mean, Arrow is dark and gritty, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think I, I watch a good like a season of these DC shows, and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. The only show that actually I, I would have watched past the the first season was uh, Legends of Tomorrow, but we stopped watching it because I think the, the we, our access to it our got access cut got off. cut off. We'll, so we'll leave it at mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, but that the only reason I liked Legends of Tomorrow, well, I liked the first season because I like humor. I like mm-hmm. some something that makes it entertaining and not just depressing and dark and violent so that's what the trailer looked like to me it looked depressing dark and violent and i don't really think i want to watch it i get that no i get that that's okay. fair but now you you, guys can talk you about really love titans and uh, yeah you ryan has read more of the modern era the jeff johns run and stuff what did you guys think like did it catch you at all uh I, i'm totally up for giving it a shot I'm, I'm 
I'll probably watch it. I watched pretty much everything else that comes out comic books. I'll at least give it a shot, right? <laughs> Whether I watch it right away or I watch it eventually. Right. Um, I wasn't sure. Like you said, the dark and gritty. The, this trailer, it's a trailer. It might, it's the first trailer. It's the first footage maybe that they've put together for it. But maybe it doesn't. I just hope the whole thing is not all, you know, in the shadows and dark and, you know, blood. You know, there was that scene where um, uh, Dove... It's like yeah. slap, uses her little her her cape her wings to like. Cape. Did she to do like that? Cut the, the guys? I don't. Not that I recall. But part of me wonders she if like Dove, the, the character of peace. Yeah, so. but part of me wonders if she did that during the Liefeld drawn run. See, <laughs> not that I recall. And Hawk and Dove aren't in the animated at all. So I was like, who's the what? Who's the white bird thing? <laughs> no. no, the last time we saw them in. T- well, I think they might be in that that uh, Brave and the Bold cartoon series. Yeah, that, they were the, they made the an appearance one. there. Yeah, but they were the last time I remember seeing them is uh, Justice League Unlimited, where they're voiced by um, Fred Savage and the guy who played his brother on Wonder Years. Oh yeah, that was the male Dove. Yeah, it was pretty awesome though because they're like I know those voices from somewhere because the other guy oh, shit, I can't remember uh, what his Jason name was. Jason Jason something. Uh, I can picture him. He's a TV producer now. Yeah. Like he does a lot of shitty reality TV shows. <laughs> we have him to thank for uh, Scott Bayo's Thirty and Single, or oh, whatever, excellent, or Forty and Single. And thank you, stuff Jason like that. Jason Hervey. Yes, Hervey. Jason Hervey. Wow, you went down deep. To and that I out. didn't even use my phone to look that one. No, up. you didn't. That was yeah, impressive. Congrats. <laughs> okay, so yeah. it, uh, you guys are obviously will give it a shot. Oh yeah, and considering they're spinning. A Doom Patrol out of Titans. Which it's, is kind of weird to already be considering doing spinoffs when you don't even have well, an episode. I guess of. the plan is, no, they probably, well, they need content for the streaming service. Yes. What's so Doom Patrol? That's another, that's Beast Boy's original team. Beast Boy had an original team? Uh-huh. I love yep. Beast Boy. Yeah, they were they were sort of X-Men-y back in the 60s. They had a leader who was in a wheelchair and... There was a guy who was all wrapped in bandages, and he could uh, make an energy being come out of his body. And there was a robot man, and, and there was a girl. What did the girl? Elastigirl. girl. Um, she oh. could grow. It's one of those. It's a weirdo book. Yeah. Like even the the original run of it was yeah. weird. Oh yeah. Then Grant Morrison did a run on it, which it was weird. <laughs> it's yeah. They had villains like the immortal. Was he the immortal man? He was immortal. He couldn't be killed. But that didn't stop him from aging, so he's just like a shriveled up husk of a of an old guy. And then there was, um, and these characters came back in the Titans too. Monsieur Mala and the Brain, and Monsieur Mala was you've a, seen him before in a different. Monsieur Mala was a yeah, a French big, revolutionary gorilla with a, beret. with a beret, and the Brain was literally a brain in a jar, and they were lovers. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Young the, Justice. Yep. Was it Young Justice they popped up in? Yep. Yeah, or yeah. in first season. Because it was still when they kept making like the uh, the monkey jokes about you know and how Superboy didn't like monkeys and monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking. Uh, Brett and I were we talking about how we need to rewatch that series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Young Justice. Justice because Young Justice because we got a trailer finally for yep. the new season, which will also be on that DC streaming service that we're not getting. That we're not getting. Um, that the trailer was good and bad for me. Bad because. I didn't realize the first chunk of it is recap from last season. Yeah, yeah I was like, like, "Wow, these are is, massive spoilers." I kind of, I kind of remember this. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I watched it going. I think I remember this happening. Is this new? I, I assumed. I assumed I'd seen it before. 
the whole bit with Artemis, right? Yeah. Like yeah. The Artemis about. part. And yeah, when I was like, oh, okay, you know, when are we getting to the new stuff? Because I'm in the middle of watching that second season right oh, now. Okay. So I'm like, oh, okay, come on, let's get to the new stuff. Like, I think I just passed the episode so where they killed by. Artemis and she, be, you know, was going to become uh, Huntress. No, no, oh, Tigress. Tigress or something. Yeah. But yeah, looks good. Didn't fool you. No. <laughs> mm. I did like, um, uh, uh, uh. I liked the introduction of Prince Brian. Of uh, There was the scene with, uh, they were talking to the Prince of Markovia. And they said, you've been, you've got the meta genes. You should watch it. And his sister, his sister is, sister oh, that's the gone guy missing. with the mutton chop. Yeah. yeah. Ah. So that's, um, that's Geoforce from the Outsiders. Prince yeah. Brian was Geoforce. And Geoforce. his sister. He kind of looked to me, like when I watched that, I, I thought he looked uh, like, um, uh, what was his name? The one, uh, I guess the Deathstroke's other son, uh, Jericho. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He looked like the Jericho drawings that I, yeah, from no, the, I know you're talking about the Wolfman run, like from yeah. the, that old run. Well, that that just he had a hair, he had like a blonde look. afro and a, and bushy sideburns. Yeah, that yeah. So that's who at first I thought it was, yeah. and I was like, oh, is well, that his, what this is supposed to be the sister that they were talking about is Tara. Okay, who in the comics was the character who Deathstroke hired to infiltrate the Titans and turn on them. Yes, I know who Tara is. Yeah, She's well, in the she, cartoon. Yep. Yeah. She was um she was like a 13-year-old prostitute in the comics. She oh, dear. was yeah. She it, was, it's one of those things that you that's the probably the one thing in that run you look back at and go, Ugh. <laughs> So what I'm getting And it was of insinuated this. that she was having an affair with Deathstroke, Deathstroke. who's like a 6-year-old man. Yeah. What I'm getting out of this is that I should not read those comics. It'll ruin the like lovely little Teen Titans world. There's such good stories though, and so well written and so well drawn. Yeah, the Judas Contract is uh, is just a fantastic storyline. Other than that moment, well, they even remade it as part of the uh, the new DC animated universe. Mm -hmm. Those movies they did it with you know with Damien in it. It's pretty good to watch it. You know, still the same types of things. You know, Terra screws them over or mm. betrays them. So now let's segue into the DC animated movies because there was some announcements about that at Comic-Con. Oh, really? I, okay, I missed those. So the next DC... They had a, they had a viewing of Death of Superman. Yeah. yeah. So after Death of Superman, we we hadn't we didn't, hadn't heard what was coming next. Okay. So, so the what? next one is Hush. Is this a new Death of Superman? Like he's dying again? Or no. Is this it's a retelling of, of the... Okay. Yeah. It's a retelling of the original comic, but taking place in the new straight-to-DVD movie, cartoon movie universe. So instead of having, like, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, Fire, Ice, and Guy Gardner fighting Doomsday, and then Superman comes in, you'll have Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Batman um, fighting Doomsday. Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. And uh, then then they'll follow it up with part two, which is Reign of the Superman, which is when they'll introduce the Steel, Cyborg Superman, Superboy, and the Eradicator. Jeez, I'm glad you guys can keep all Mm -hmm. this straight. Well, it's it's one of my favorite Superman stories. That got me into, when I started really buying comics and reading them and collecting issues, was with Death of Superman. Uh, You you should at least give Death of Superman and Funeral for a Friend a read. Oh, yeah. Return of Superman is pretty good, but it's big. And And it's weird. There was that whole year where he was gone, and there were the four fake Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Then he came back with a mullet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I really, you really need to write down all the stuff that I need to read, and then I need to like go away to a place with no electricity <laughs> for like a month and mm. read it all. So, so Batman Hush is the next um, <laughs> DC animated film after 
the death of Superman part two, which wasn't a bad storyline. Nope. No, and it's been retconned so many times though. Well, and point. they haven't said if it's part like out of continuity of the movies, like um, the other Batman like movies were, like Ninja, like um, <laughs> what was the one we went and saw? Oh, Killing Joke, ah, Killing, Killing joke. joke, things like that. Or is it? Part of the continuity, they yeah. like it will be retooled to part. They haven't said. And then the one after that is the Justice League versus the Fatal Five, and the Fatal Five were Legion of Superhero Villains. Um, yeah. yeah, there okay. was the Persuader and the Emerald Empress and the big and purple guy with the Val- Validus and yeah. the guy with the axe. That's the Persuader. What was it? And uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> And hey, are you sure I can't change your mind? Clang. <laughs> and there's Therok, I think his name was. The guy was like black down one half of his body, and anything he touched would get disintegrated. Oh. And I can't remember who the fifth member of that that's team a, was. That's well, a was weird. The, oh, the, the chick was the chick selection? with an eyeball. That's the Emerald Empress. Oh. Yeah, it is a weird, a weird choice for the next movie in that series. But I wonder if it will also bring in Legion of Superheroes. Legion? Maybe. Maybe if they're if it's the Fatal Five and if they're coming from the future to the past, then it would only make sense. And again, these are going to show up on DC streaming as well, right? Aren't they? Eventually, yeah. Yeah, that's the idea. Right now, a lot of them are on Netflix. At least here in Canada. Yeah, all those DC. I'm wondering if you're watching Young Justice on Netflix too, right? Yep. So we could end up with this stuff on Netflix. Up there, there's a good chance. Star Trek Discovery's on Netflix in every country in the world except. Is it still on Netflix? Young Justice. Yeah, that's why we're watching it right now. Oh, sweet. Because we were going to look it up and we forgot. Yeah. So, good. I'm glad it's still there. Now we can rewatch it. So then the other show that they announced for the streaming service is Stargirl. Did you hear about this one? Nope. Yep. Jeff Johns dropped that one. It's part of the reason why he left his comic, like why he has left the being creative officer. Oh, okay. Is because he's writing and, you know, well, I guess... You know, show running exactly or something. Producing, exactly producing. Yeah, Stargirl for DC. The star, yeah, is it Stargirl and Stripes or just Stargirl? Stargirl and JSA. And the JSA. Who's Interesting. Stargirl? Stargirl is... Um, uh, her name is Courtney. and She is a legacy character, yeah. essentially. She's got the big... Uh, cosmic. Cosmic rod. She yeah. wears like a Stars and Stripes kind of like tank, uh, tank tube top. Oh, was she on was, an episode of Legends of Tomorrow? Yes, she was yep. oh, okay. in the past. Yep, yeah, and yeah. then she's she was on in, Smallville too. Wasn't she was she? on Smallville. She's a she's a character Jeff Johns likes and tries to run into. Anything she's that a character. He can. It was the first character he wrote for at By DC. Himself. Yeah, and the name and part of the personality were all based on his sister. Oh, who was killed in a car accident? I didn't know that. Yep. So, so that's why it's kind of one of these characters that he always goes back feel to. Bad, really. but that's he has nice. tried to like in good ways and bad ways. Like it, it, he has put her in a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, that he's he, worked his on. JSA run. Yeah, she was a big part of it. Uh, the the episodes of Smallville that he wrote. Yep. she was in one of those. Uh, She's a fun character too. I like. Yeah, no, I And considering the rest of the shows they've announced. Live action shows they've announced for DC Universe are dark, mm. right? Yeah, this one. We thought Titans was going to be dark, but Titans is dark, and and then Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing is, is going to you know, be dark, and and Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, and well, Doom Patrol. Cartoon, but uh, so to have a show that's not dark, I think is a good idea. Mm. So uh, Star Girl is going to be a waste on the line yet. But. Yeah, and it sounds like it's uh, like the premise is she's going going to be trying to bring back the JSA. 
So we're going to get her trying to, you know, I guess, finding these older superheroes and yeah. rebuilding the JSA or something. Okay. So we may even get some, like, flashback episodes with people in their prime. You never Interesting know, right? premise. Yeah. It's... It's like DC won San Diego this year. Well, Mar- <laughs> with Marvel not really. Marvel didn't really show up, so it's uh, default. Default. <laughs> Did you hear that they they're rebranding the DCEU? Yes, they yeah, are. To what's it rebranding? Worlds of DC. Worlds of DC. Which I think is interesting. I, I think. It, well, apparently, I read an article saying that the DCU wasn't an official branding for it, them at all. It was no, a journalist who who coined yeah. that. Yeah, they didn't have a name, and everybody calls it the MCU. So it's like, okay, well, we'll go DCU. Yeah. So speaking of that, the second most happy I was out of San Diego news was we got the trailer for Shazam. Yeah, which looks yeah. fun. It looks so, yeah. so much fun. It takes. It looks like it takes place firmly in the DC movie universe because. Mm-hmm. It showed like the same papers with the images of Batman mm-hmm. and and uh, what's a what's his buddy's name? Freddie. Freddy. What's Freddy his last Freeman? Name? Freeman has a batarang. Yep. And, and he has issues. Like he's got uh, leg issues, so he's yeah. got the crutches, which is part of the original comics, which is good to see. You know, they're doing that part. And, but and it looks so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a superhero big. Yeah. Yeah. Not not only that, it it looks how I want it to look. Like and everything I've been saying of like this is the movie where DC can do something different. Yeah. And it it's looks bright, like they have it's colorful. Yeah. Now one thing I think if you watch the trailer really story wise, most of the trailer it's probably going to be like the first half hour, 45 well, minutes yeah. of the, like, right at the beginning of the yeah. movie. Because like, it's him. We see the clip of trying. the bad guy, but that's it. Well, yeah, that's uh, like Dr. Mark, Mark Strong, Strong. Is that his name? Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought it looked As like Dr. him. As Dr. Savannah. But, yeah. And it's the new take on Dr. Savannah. Yeah. So if you look really closely, he's got a scar in his eye uh, on one of his. Uh, and it's kind of bright. It's the magical eye. Poor Mark the- Strong. Is he not allowed to play good guys? <laughs> nope. And uh, that is a direct link to Black Adam. So that's how we're going to get Black Adam spun out of this. So, yeah, I'm okay. looking. I'm looking. For, I think Shazam is probably the first DC movie I've actually looked forward to because it looks funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks. And like Zachary Levi is perfect. And depressing oh, and yeah. gritty. I love that because <laughs> he's what twelve. 13? Yeah, something like, that. something like that. I love how like one of the first things he does is when he's in a grown-up body is he goes and he buys beer. And he's like, hey, I'm a superhero. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know if he even paid for that beer. He may have been, that might have been his uh, prize. Yeah, like, because he stopped the for... go and get beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Well, I like the part in, in that sequence when they're in the convenience store and the guy like shoots him and then the bullet falls off him. He's like, dude, you're bulletproof. <laughs> he's like, looks at him, he's like, Oh, you are so dead. Yeah. <laughs> and the suit looks good. It does. I like, no, it doesn't look cheesy. <laughs> Your phone is charged. Your phone is charged. Your phone is charged. <laughs> the, um, my, my only sort of curiosity with it, and it's not a bad thing, is who, uh, does anybody know who does the voice of the wizard Shazam? It's Jaman Hansu. Who's that? We, oh. we talked about this. Uh, oh, the, the guy last from episode. Gladiator? Yeah. Okay. That oh, okay. Is... Shit. Yeah. The, he was also <laughs> in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, no. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> this was the last time. This was last time's news. I don't remember last episode. But Come on. That was a. Uh, it, it looks the the only sort of, the only not really a gripe, but it was like 
it's the first movie trailer I've seen in a while. Like, well, no shit. This was shot in Toronto. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a Toronto movie. Yeah. I wonder if they'll use the fictional city from the comics run. Fawcett. Fawcett City is what it's called now? Yeah, because uh, that was originally a Fawcett Comics character. Yeah. And look, universally, that seems to be the the thing that has come out of the trailer that's come out that everybody's like, "This is awesome." Yeah, the director's gone on record today saying that he will not be called Captain Marvel. No, which is a shame because I like that name. Yeah, but I understand why. It's yeah, because there's a movie coming out called Captain Marvel. And then you get the then you get the weird trying to like think about it if you try to co-promote it as like. You know, it's Shazam starring Captain Marvel, not the ca- the other Captain yeah, Marvel, yeah. this Captain Marvel. And then it's just, even in the comics, they've gotten away from calling him Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Everybody calls him Shazam. I don't know how he tells them what his name is, though. Because <laughs> he can't say his name. He can't say his own yeah. name. Maybe he writes it down. Maybe. And not to be outdone, that was followed by Aquaman. With all kinds of topless... Yeah. Time for Jen. I could totally just watch that movie on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks awesome. I think it looks, it looks awesome too, actually. It, it has done for me what I, I wanted Shazam to do in a lot of ways. It looks different. It does it's not so does, look yeah. like the other DC movies. Yep. Nope. The, the the and then the, the grand battles that it looks like we're going to be seeing underwater. Oh, the that's sharks with freaking laser beams! Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm curious how long this movie's going to be though. It's the only thing is like because I'm 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 a little worried of how much stuff they're trying to jam into one yeah, movie. It, it almost because like all that sea battle stuff and like his, his brother who's Sea Master, Ocean Master. Ocean Master. That stuff I can like I can see sea that Master. as one movie. <laughs> But they then also the Black semen. Mantas in it. <laughs> yeah. And so I think he's like a henchman yep. of Ocean Master. Henchman Maybe that that would be that would work for me then. <laughs> I, I think, I think they'd have some awesome. problems Black branding that. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry, we're having our own little. Yeah, we can tell. Uh, no, yeah. Grow up. <laughs> I know what to. <laughs> uh, I'm a toy. Apparently, kid. part of <laughs> the <laughs> storyline comes from the first. The first trade of the new Fifty Two run. Uh, well, the, yeah, the stuff with the the trench. The, uh, the trench. Yeah. Okay. So that's all of those. I didn't read it. So. I, that's actually uh, one of the new Fifty Two runs that I bought when New Fifty Two started. It's good. Yeah. It, so I love one of the first panels of that story run. Uh, Aquaman and Mera are like fighting crime on the streets of the little seaside town that they're living in, and the people start like, oh. Well, what are you doing here, Aquaman? Like, don't you like talk to fish? Like, what? You know, and he's like punching, you know, cars and like jumping <laughs> over things. And like, they the totally... people of the town are putting him down just because he's Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I think it's wasn't it Peter David's run where the, he he basically figured out like the science behind it. Like, in order to be able to go to the pressures that you would have to mm-hmm. be able to withstand that, like he should be able to lift like small buildings and yeah. shit and. I love the issue in that run where Mira had been given a puppy and she goes to the pet store to buy pet food and she doesn't know how to do it. Yep. It's very funny. <laughs> it's very much a fish out of water story. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, but it, um, Kevin Boyd, uh, our, our friend who works at uh, Fan Expo, put it, put it really well is that trailer looks like a movie with actors who want to be in that movie. Yeah, yeah. They look very happy to be there and like, like they're having fun and shit. And they used a lot of, like, especially for the costumes, 
practical effects. Mm -hmm. They showed images. I guess they had the Black Manta costume at San Diego. Oh, yeah? And it had, like, working gills that would, like, you know, like mechanical gills light up you know, when the things lit up that were supposed to be lit up in it and doesn't surprise it weirdly it doesn't surprise me too much because the director is james wan who who's best known for saw really at oh this is that what he he's did? a he's a horror movie guy up mm. until this point and like you know the, the was he a fast and the furious were... director too am i thinking of no, a different um think of a diff- different, different asian, asian director okay and this is the this is the podcast that line that gets me fired from my marvel disney movie i'm the one that said it's me don't fire brent oh what's his name crap he he directed it better tomorrow i don't know uh, but, anyway yeah yes looks good it's in december yes it's december which kind of feel bad good luck to them it's like it, well, I think this movie, this trailer this weekend created a lot of goodwill for it. So, yeah. The um, only funny bad thing about it is is the, the the logo they use at the the end of the movie, where mm-hmm. it comes up with like Aquaman and the logo and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really close to the fake theatrical poster from Entourage <laughs> for the Aquaman when, when it was James Cameron was making Aquaman in the series yep. and stuff. Because somebody used that exact image and put James Cameron's Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, I that and that's it for the the comic book related movie trailers that we got. There right? was exclusive footage of Wonder Woman eighty four shown. Oh, really? But it hasn't been released. Well, we that'll be well, like the Guardian stuff. We won't see it for months. Yeah. So DC's releasing three movies next year, and so yep. is Marvel. So we've got six big franchise superhero movies. So mark it in your calendar, boys and girls. You know what? At least six of our episodes are going to be <laughs> so, here. That doesn't even include Aquaman. Yeah. So next year from DC, we're getting Shazam, Wonder Woman, and Joker. Wow. Which one of them? The Joaquin, well, Phoenix. The Joaquin oh, Phoenix one is, oh. seems to be going Which apparently uh, Robert De Niro is in talks to be joining. What, huh. Like what? As his dad? Don't know got, what they got else. Somebody as his it mom just, or somebody. I just thought, I saw the headline today and I was like, I don't, Ugh. I don't care about Joker's childhood. Yeah, the movie the, no one wanted. The Killing Joke is as far as I want to go into his origin yeah. as necessary. And, and even that, like how it was told in the comics, was like this might be the Joker's origin, or he might be full of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the three Marvel movies next year are Captain Marvel, Girl. Avengers Four, and. Spider-Man? Yes. So the other trailer that I saw that I want to see, non-comic book related, is Overlord. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. The the J.J. Abrams uh, Nazi World War II zombie movie. Okay. Or kind of zombie. Well, I guess they're not. They might not be zombies because they might be dead. They just might be souped up like horrible. The trailer is awesome from the... You see, like, a paratrooper going in and, like, the plane's exploding above and then they storm the secret base and the secret base is holding Nazi zombie warrior hmm. things. Okay. Oh, I saw and that pop up in my killed. YouTube feed. I just didn't watch it oh, yet. Yeah. I, and I, it uses ACDC's Hell's Bells in the background. Huh. It's just, if you got classic rock in your trailer, you're probably going to win me over. The, so the trailer, I got to say, the trailer does look good. But I really do not want to. It's not my kind of movie. Mm. I really don't want to see it. Oh, it's not for everybody. No. I, I thought for sure you were going to say Godzilla. Yes. What the heck is that 
that movie about? It's, it's about, about Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, but fighting <laughs> monsters. Do they resurrect but all it, the monsters? Like, do you that's why? The, yeah, it's, I don't. It sure looks that yeah. way. Why? Because did you see Kong Skull Island? No, I did. And it like, spins out of that. Godzilla looks it looks all right. Like yeah. it's it's one of those things that like I think the next trailer is the one that'll sell me. It's just they introduced like for whatever reason they decided to introduce story elements into this trailer that I'm like I why they're they're like yeah, they are just, they the fever that cleans people off the planet or I are get they the, the impression fever that, that get, protects us? I think it's like the Godzilla cartoon series from the eighties where there's Godzilla protects a team of people and and fights other monsters yeah, for us. Well, I think, yeah, I think what's gonna what's happening all they're gonna end up by accident. Well, this. So I watched the Nerdist video where they talked about it, and um, their theory is that. So what's the three-headed Rodan? Rodan. So if you look at, I guess they, they were. Um, uh, what's the agency? Oh, my brain's not working. M- Majestic. No. no. Godzilla Corp. No. Um, <laughs> Monsters are us. It does start with an M. Monsters. I think. Mumus. No, I, re- I know so, what you're talking about. The same one that's in from, from Godzilla Kong and, and is Kong. also in Kong. Yeah, so they had those. They had agents. Monster Squad. No, they had Kong agents Kong. going around San Di- uh, Comic Con, handing out cards and stuff to people. And if you went to the, use the, there was like a, a code on the card, and you would go to the website, and it would unlock additional footage and mater- well, material. And it was like mm. there was like a map of the world with all these different locations, and it was like you know. Base 32, base 41. And they're saying, you know, if you look at certain bases, were the ones where I guess certain monsters are supposed to be, and some of them correspond with like the year those monsters were released. Like, so that kind of fun little promotional stuff. Mothra's in it. Mothra, Uh, Mothra, Rodan, Rodan, the turtle looking one. Was that? I can't Um, remember what he's called. No. But so their theory is that. (laughs) <laughs> these monsters are all being released or whatever for whatever the thing is but then in the end they're going to end up teaming up possibly with Godzilla like in one of the old Godzilla movies to fight Rodan yeah because in the I guess the original one Rose, well, Rodan was like an alien for the most part or? that's a majority of the, the Godzilla movies are are like after you get past the first one or two mm-hmm. it's Godzilla protecting Japan from yeah. other monsters so yeah Nobody and, else can squish Japan. That's my job. Well, yeah. Well, and then he even, was also very. Godzilla was a very respectful monster. You never saw him. Because he's Japanese. Crush the Imperial Palace. <laughs> yeah, the, the Imperial Palace was always never touched in. That's because he's Japanese. And the filmmakers didn't want to get. Japanese are Japanese, including their monsters, are very respectful of culture. Um, <laughs> well, even from what we saw in the original Godzilla, he showed up, beat up the monsters. And then, you know, he never really went out of his way to attack humans for any reason. Mm. Even end up helping the one, you know, in the end. And then, boy, you know, gets up from his little nap and walks away and swims away. And everybody lives happily ever after. And you see the one shot in the trailer where you see him walking towards the camera. And there's all these fighter jets coming out, flying out from behind him, which makes me think, you know, yeah, he's working with the armed forces to fight the monsters or something. The monster designs look awesome. Mm-hmm. I all I want to see is Godzilla fighting monsters and have enough of a story to keep my interest. But I want to see Godzilla fight monsters. Because we didn't really get that in the last one. Not until it, the end. But it I, looks yeah. like, I mean, the, uh, 
now that you've explained it a bit, I mean, the trailer made it look like a good popcorn muncher. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. What, And that's what Godzilla's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. You sit down in a dark theater with your popcorn and your pop or your candy or whatever you have you want. You turn your brain off and, and you, you watch, watch giant it. monsters fight each and other and why, blow like, stuff up. That's yeah. why Kong worked. Yeah, and like Kong and it was actually favorite. had a good story, like good yeah. enough story. Like it was, yeah, like, yeah. You still got to see a giant. It, it was monkey. fun. I can't, the ride ruined it for me. I really can't watch it. <laughs> the ride's got nothing to do with no, it, though. But, the Kong ride. Yeah. So when we went, I, I know I talked about this, but when we went to Universal, it was like what two years ago now, and it still haunts me. The ride broke, so we were in line for like two and a half hours. And, and while it's a good ride, it is oh not worth a two God. and a half hour wait. And you well, know how that's your mistake for standing in line for that long waiting like, for it. We couldn't get out. Oh. Yeah, we were at that part where it was like, oh. unless we kick open an emergency exit, we're stuck. And you know how, how like, when you go through, you couldn't they just have, backtrack? Like, they have, like, anim- no, because there were people, they have, like, animatronics who are, like, they say a line and you're supposed to walk past it. You're not supposed to hear it 70 million times. I don't know that. I've yeah, never been. Heard, no, but, like, in any rides, they have that kind of stuff. We heard that one witch like 70 million times. Yeah. I was reciting the lines with her and it was hot and it was dark and my feet hurt. And I just take all of that and I associate it with the movie. And now I just can't watch the movie. Uh-huh. No, but it was a decent trailer. It just didn't like. Uh, uh, the three headed think... monster is not Rodan. No. That's King Ghidorah. Oh, so who's Rodan, Rodan then? Rodan has uh, one head, and he's a flying dragon type thing. Oh. So who's the turtle? Because I named I'm him look, Tiny. I'm trying to find the t- the turtle. Oh, I feel like an idiot now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought well, for sure that better to get corrected now than later, right? <laughs> I'm. I apologize for making you feel. No, I, I'm, <laughs> apparently, I need the bone up on my Godzilla watching. <laughs> you calling me immature. You're the one who gailed it. I never, off. I never called you immature. They called you immature. <laughs> I was right there with me. you. Yeah, I did. Oh, did you? I started singing. I'm a yeah, Toys R Us kid. We're not growing up. Come on, go back and listen to the, I will. To I the will. tapes. So we got. It, did we get any more interesting TV news? <laughs> Discovery season yeah, two. That's what I wanted to talk about next. <laughs> I'm so excited for Star Trek. We need so, to watch season one. Yeah, you, you do, do need to watch season one. So the Star Trek Discovery trailer looks awesome. Uh, it They showed uh, basically the beginning of what I assume is episode one where Pike says, I'm here to take command of the Discovery. We need to go off and do this, complete this mission. Spock is missing and um, they need to find him. So it's a search for Spock. Uh, Why does Spock always go missing? We're not sure in this case. Because Spock does his own thing. He don't give no shits. Yeah. He's all about logic and stuff. That's the, the human he, part of he him. He would at least leave a note. <laughs> oh, I did. There are, that might not be good enough. There are, Kirk, there's I like, am off exploring. No, Kirk's not around yet. Pike. XOXO. Captain Pike. Pike. This is oh, pre, yeah. pre-Kirk. Um, <laughs> Anson Mount is playing Pike, and he looks awesome. His uniform looks cool. Um, the, it was bright and yellow. It's very yellow. <laughs> the... Um, the design for it looks, for the Enterprise looks awesome. They have announced Rebecca Romaine is playing number one. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if you ever saw the original Star Trek pilot, The Cage. Uh, Major, Major Barrett played that part. She yep. was like the first officer, so Rebecca Romaine's taking over that part. They and just since announced. Librarians is done, she needs work. Exactly. They just announced Aww, today that, that uh, they have cast someone as Spock. They haven't said who yet, but Spock will be make an appearance mm-hmm. they also announced they're doing four um four short episodes called short treks and each one will focus on a different character 
Okay. One will be about Tilly. One will be about Saru. One will be about Harry Mudd. And the fourth one is about a new character uh, that I uh, that hasn't been introduced yet. Uh, and that episode was written by Michael Shabon, the author. So, Literate author, noted geek. Yeah. <laughs> so that, uh, that was announced. Um, oh, characters who died in the first season made appearances in the trailer for season hmm. two. Hmm. So, Interesting. Uh, because you haven't watched it, I won't tell you who that is. But You uh, can remind me later, though, because I don't remember. And, uh, yeah, so it just looks super cool, and I cannot wait. And it's January before Discovery comes back. Uh, we also got a release date for the Matt Groening uh, cartoon. Disenchanted. Disenchanted. Uh, with a new full trailer for it. Yeah, Looks I watched, like a lot I watched of that this morning. Watch that oh, you didn't watch? Oh, no. okay. You only showed me movie trailers. Uh, I completely forgot about that one. Then, sorry. It's, uh, okay. It reminds me of Futurama. Futurama and, with yeah. a D and D background. Yeah. I love Futurama so much, and I love D and D, so I imagine and, I will enjoy it. Well, it will be coming to Netflix in August, apparently. Yep. Mm-hmm. Woo! Which is pretty cool. Uh, was there any other Netflix. TV stuff? Yep. They announced uh, there's going to be a Buffy the Vampire reboot. Oh, with yes. Josh Whedon attached. Yeah, he'll executive do, producer. He'll probably do the the same thing he did with Agents of Shield, where it's like he comes in, helps the pilot, and then goes off. I have a feeling it's more him. He might have a little bit more of a creative hand in this because I think this was this is what the third time we've heard about one of these things being worked on in the last like five six years mm-hmm. oh, no, and it's the thing that people forget is joss whedon created buffy he does not own buffy mm-hmm. and i wonder if this was one of those things of like fox going we're gonna do this with or without you would you like to lend a hand and him going okay well i'll, I'll help steer the ship a little bit yeah so it's supposed to be an african-american girl this mm-hmm. time um I assume she's going to be called Buffy. If they're calling Buffy, calling the show Buffy the Vampire, Vampire Slayer. Slayer. Uh, I had, I think I read one article that said it was going to be building off of the original continuity, but then I read another I one it where it's a, a complete reboot. reboot. So I kind of hope that they build it off the off the con- continuing, like like mm-hmm. just a continuation, because. I mean, I didn't read all of the um, the season eight graphic novels. But well, even they, if they just ignored those, yeah, but even which if they is a very those, good chance they when would. they finished the series, they finished it by activating all of the slayers. Yeah. So I mean, it's completely plausible for them to have a Buffy, like a show like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where there's one girl who is the slayer who doesn't know that there are a bunch of other slayers everywhere and just is fighting at her particular hellmouth. Yeah. And, I mean, you could have it be just like Buffy was, more or less, but still be part of the bigger thing. Yeah. You can then slowly, even if you wanted to, bring in some of the other side characters from that to, you know, add, show that, yeah. yep, you know, it's either way. female showrunner and writing the script, which is, good. I think, it can add a lot to that universe. Not yep. that Joss hired on a number of female writers on the show. Uh, Marty Nixon, I think, is one of the. Knox. Knox. That's it. Is one of the the main ones who has gone on to do a lot of good things after that. Mm-hmm. So, Buffy was so very formative of my teenage oh, and I early university show. years that I I'm, I would very much like to see the new version. So you mean when this one comes out, it's going to ruin your childhood? Well, probably because that's what reboots do. No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got all seven seasons of Buffy. 
Yeah, I, like I, I love Buffy so I've got very much. Three. That I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do, and I'm hoping that like an updated Buffy because oh my god, it is so nineties. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. First. Well, even down to like oh, when they go into the the, the club and oh, it's I love like it so you know much. there's an episode with Biff naked performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them. That and was our the American reason, listeners are going, who's Biff Naked? That was the reason that I knew who Biff Naked was. And because oh, really? of that, yeah, that's why, uh, because of that episode, that's where I looked up because I liked her, her singing. I looked her up and listened to some of her for music. So, I mean, it worked. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing an update of it. I think mm. it would be interesting. As long as it's not like, well, never mind. I'm well, not going to say that. The uh, other teen genre show of the 90s that's coming back is Roswell. Yeah, well, it was. Eh, eh. That one's <laughs> and that one's like airing this fall on the CW. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think we may have mentioned it briefly before, but there was no details. It was just a they're doing a Roswell show. Yep. I kind of liked Roswell. I watched that off and on. Uh, I watched it off friend, and on in our reruns. Friend Kim in really got into it, but she got into it. She got into it after it was done. Yeah, because she was a nurse that worked a lot of nights. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, catch the replays and the the weird showing. Well, nights it, and... it, by that point, I think she just went out and bought them on DVD. Right. But basically, it was you know those. Because I had it when I worked graveyard shifts. Is you get that one day a week where like you're off, but everybody else is in bed. No. <laughs> you need something to do in TV after like midnight, at least back at that point. There it wasn't like the time shifting wasn't there, right? No. So it's like it's there sucked. was no on demand, there we was no have, Netflix. That's yeah, why we didn't have time sharing or Netflix. Working graveyard shift is part of the reason I own all of Buffy, is because I wanted something to watch and Best Buy had it on sale. <laughs> oh man, university is the reason I own all of Buffy. Because mm. there was one TV that an entire floor had to share. And my computer played DVDs. There you go. So I just watched it on my computer. <laughs> uh, we also got a Doctor Who trailer. Oh, yep. yes. Didn't really explain much, but looks pretty good. Yep. It does look good. I think Jodie Whittaker was one of the winners of the con, too. She she showed up and did her thing. And, at the, at, and she showed up at the Her Universe, the Her Universe uh, fashion show. And yeah. wa- there was a Her Universe fashion show? Yeah. yeah. And Ooh. she showed up in, like, more or less in almost, like, Doctor Who costume and walked the runway. And I love Her Universe. Yeah. I, I like the new um, Sonic Screwdriver design. Because that's one, for whatever reason, that's always the thing I gravitate to is like, who's the new doctor? What does the sonic screwdriver I don't know about this one. This one looks too spacey or too almost organically spacey to to me. me, It looks like maybe parts of it were pulled off of something. Mm. Maybe. Uh, It looks almost like it could have been a finger of like a Cyberman, perhaps. But we're not going to see any Cybermen. Yeah, no classic villains in this season. Oh, interesting. Do you notice the other thing that we never saw in this trailer was the TARDIS? Oh, yeah, Mm. but they can't get rid of the TARDIS. Well, do you remember how the TARDIS ended up at the end of the last Christmas special? Kablooey, and she Did was it? falling out oh, of. Oh yeah. Aww. Yeah, but wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Mm. It'll show up eventually. I am sure it will, but that might be they, the main part of the main story arc. Right, yeah. getting and there'll best. be a there'll be a TARDIS makeover too. So yeah. they didn't want to spoil. And there was another se- season of of the classic Doctor Who where there was. Basically, the TARDIS never, they never went anywhere. Well, he yeah. was grounded on Earth. He yeah. used it to get around Earth, but. The, yeah, the Time Lords wouldn't let him leave the Earth in 1972. Yeah. yeah. And then. That's when he was what I call the Liberace Doctor. Mm-hmm. There is another tar- TARDIS floating around out there. 
Yeah. Master's TARDIS? No. No, the one that me and... Um, oh, the one that me and um, um, Clara are Clara in. Clara are in, yeah, which is a diner for some reason. Whatever it wants to be. I'm sure there's be. more on Gallifrey, too. Yeah. yeah. We'll Gallifrey's see, back. But, yep. uh, do we have a release date for Doctor Who yet? Yes. This fall. This fall. Uh, the one thing I read, I oh, forget when it started, but it was going to be how, 12 episodes? 10. It's 10. only 10. Ten episodes, but that pretty much the last episode ends like right near the uh, mid December, just before Christmas. And the first so. episode is going to be simulcast in Britain and North America. Nice. So that means it'll air at like eleven o'clock in the morning here. Mm. Why do they keep making the episodes like fewer and fewer episodes? Apparently, they're longer though. They're making ten longer episodes. Mm, okay. So I wonder <laughs> if it'll be like hour and a half episodes here then. With comer- when, once know. you start adding all the commercials in, yeah, yeah, either that or they'll edit it down and still squeeze it into that one hour time slot. Then it's they've not done really that a before. Simulcast, is it? Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think, I think if I have anything else, I've got some more stuff. There's here. a lot of toy notes, but well, I haven't I even gotten, gotten go into that. that later on. Oh, are we going to have to do a mini episode? How long have we been recording? No, no we, we've got. Time. <laughs> We're still good. Okay. Did you guys see the? What did you think of if you saw it the first? Artwork for the new Netflix Shira Princess of Power <gasps> cartoon. So I really excited. like it. Yeah, I think it looks fun. <laughs> it looks I have no fantastic. problem against it because it's the same people are doing Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's similar to that art style. Yeah, not quite as gummy. No, no. as that it's one similar. is. But yeah, but as far as like the people, great. it's like. Yeah. But apparently, the internet doesn't like it. Yeah, because the internet's full of assholes. Because Shira doesn't, ha- you know, how do you know? You know it's androg- androgynous, uh, Shira. If it only didn't, no, because she just looks what? like she's younger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, it's, but it's because Shira doesn't have boobs now. And, oh my God. and why? Oh, why is she wearing bicycle shorts under her skirt? Because you've obviously never worn a dress. Bicycle shorts under a dress is comfortable. <laughs> and if you're going to be kicking people in the face, yeah, her jaw's too square. Now, the thing really? that I thought was interesting. Uh. Was that it is she? It, the show is now Shira and the Princesses of Power. Oh, is that was before the, okay. it was Shira, Shira the Prin- Princess yeah, of Power. She was the Princess of Power. So I am interested in seeing who the other princesses are. Hmm. And I like that they made uh, Bo um, African American. Oh, see, I haven't seen. I've only seen the one picture of her. So and there's other they, stuff. They, they, they released about five. They did a picture images. of Catra, and she looks really cool. Oh, okay. I, I'm I'm really excited. It's the type. Just by looking at those like five pictures, I have high hopes for this show, and I'm also hoping that it'll be the type of show that I will want to show my seven year old niece. Well, see, my big thing with it is like, okay, like, especially a cartoon like that. Now it's like, I hope they're making it for kids and not just the. Let's make it for the nostalgia 30-year-olds I that watch the given original. Given who the showrunner is. Well, and that's what makes me is. think that. So that's why when I see all these internet, you know, these 30 to 40-year-old people on the internet complaining about it, that's it's like, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> Go away. It's not for you. Yeah. Not only that, is like, have these people actually watched Shira? Yeah. Shira's not that good. No, because it's I, better than He Man, but He Man is terrible. Yeah. I, really I hate wanted... to bust everybody's childhood bubble over this, but it was not a good cartoon. No. I really wanted to show my niece Shira because I figure now she's at an age where she could like she would like that kind of thing or at least be able to sit through it. And so I was looking for clips on YouTube and I'm like, oh, my God. The, I mean, I watched it when I was a kid back in the 80s. The animation is awful. Yeah. The stories are awful. Yep. 
I'm like, I love it, and I still have a hard time watching it. Yep. So I'm really looking forward to this. So, like, I mean, what it's supposed to be for is to bring in this new generation of, of kids to... Just hoping. And that, that costume costume does scale up into adult size. So our, our friend, who we've interviewed a couple times, Adam Gorham, posted a sketch of... He did a she sketch based on that new costume design. And it still works, like in like adult comic book style. Like in, he's been working on New Mutants and yeah. Marvel stuff. Like so, like scaling her up into an adult and teenager, even with the biker shorts and all that, and still looks like a fantastic redo. Yeah. Any of the people out there who are like, you shouldn't wear shorts under a skirt, I challenge them to walk around for a day in a short skirt with no shorts underneath and, and fight. And then Evil. do a bunch of high kicks and well, that's see why how they comfortable they well, feel. They're not worried about comfort. Ah, <laughs> yeah. They just want the panty shots from a ten-year-old. That's just wrong. <clears throat> well, they didn't say she's ten. She looks, Is she? Well, she looks like she's supposed to be teen, like, er, Yeah, like early but teens still. or something. That's, I don't know. Uh, there was also some some Star Wars book news. Yep. So we've read Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And loved it. I don't it. know where Brent put it, so I'm ready. I've told you three times now. <laughs> so E.K. Johnson, or Johnson, Johnson, Johnston, Johnson, Johnston, I think. Johnston. Uh, she wrote it. She's from my here, you know, right here in Ontario. Yep. Born and raised. Worked um, Crokino into Ahsoka. Yep. Crokino is an officially a Star Wars universe game, just not called Crokino. Really? Yep. It's got like ass. It's got like asshole Star Wars spelling. Yeah. But it's like when you phonetically pronounce it, and then when they describe the game and how you it, play it, it's Crokinole. It's Crokinole. Like, there's and no other even game talked like about it, it, right? Like she's even said that the one thing that she was glad she could do was add Crokinole, like the, the game she used to play when she, her and her family go away to the cottage in the summertime, and she mm-hmm. made that officially part of Star Wars. Nice. Like space curling. Yep. Yeah. That's He's next. Curling. So to E.K. Johnson, if you figure out a way to work curling into your next book, I will just buy any book you write after yeah, that. Yeah, same. I'll uh, you'll, you'll have a new fan, a, a lifelong fan author. right here yeah. if you do that. But so the, her next book is called Queen's Shadow, and it's uh, during the time frame when Padme went from being the queen to becoming the senator, mm. a powerful senator in her. And all the stuff she had went through then. Well, that's good cool. because the movies do a really good job of glossing her over her after the first movie, and then they're just, yeah, 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 she's there to be impregnated, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. That sounds like that sounds good. That's we, another reason why I want to watch Clone Wars because I've heard we that won't Padme see Anakin in that. The Anakin won't be in the book. Good. Because we you know there's what that t- twelve years. Yeah. Between between times them of, meeting up again. Yeah. And then him seducing her mm. with the Force. Yeah. <laughs> Slicing up her space pear and floating it to her. Um, and then we're also getting so uh, Claudia Gray will be writing a book called uh, Star Wars Master and Apprentice. Oh, is she the one that did the Leia book? Yes, uh, yes, yeah. Because yep. I read that; that was a good book. And uh, Lost Stars is the other one that she's she's done. Yeah, was the Leia book Bloodlines, or was uh, that? No, she did was, Bloodlines was, as well. Uh, yeah, um, but it was uh, a recent Leia book that oh, just okay. came out. And, uh, yeah, so this book is going to be Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan adventure book taking place, pre, obviously, pre-Phantom Menace. I wonder if it will be the story of them on Mandalore protecting the Queen that they talk about in Clone in Wars. Clone Wars. Mm. That won't be something you s- see in the Clone Wars TV show? 
no, because it, it would predate Clone it was, Wars. It was it was a show. young Obi Wan and his master okay. sent to Mandalore to right. protect this young queen that was being hunted or right. you know the Clone Wars TV series is going to be the Siege of Mandalore. Yes, uh, so that's that's been hinted at in uh, the Ahsoka book. You get brief flashbacks of mm-hmm. what happened, mm-hmm. and that was apparently the mission that Anakin was on when he got called away to come and say help protect Coruscant. Okay, for Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Hmm. So that if, I kind of hope that that's where that ends, and now I, I hope, and we get a rollover. I hope we get to see Order sixty six get initiated. Yeah, and how like, Ahsoka escapes. We know part. We know part of it has to do with uh, with Rex. With Rex, because Rex had already taken his chip out. Because that that's in the Ahsoka book and yeah, in Rebels. So that's what, hopefully we get to see that stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of interested in this Qui Gon Obi Wan book, and I kind of hope that it is, especially since like, we don't know what's going to happen in Episode Nine. Nope. And all the people well, before episode eight, we had the people that speculated that you know Ray was going to be some descendant of Obi Wan. Well, the most likely candidate would have been if he hooked up with that queen at yeah. some point, uh, which would have happened after the Clone Wars or something, really, for it to. But then she dies at some point yeah, because in, in Rebels she's not around. Yeah, and I didn't. I guess Doesn't I she totally die in Clone Wars. I don't know. I, I, I that's why I'm rewatching Clone uh, Wars. Okay. But in the first few episodes of season in season two, when she shows up, there's like a nice like four episode, five episode arc with her mm. um, and the Mandalorians that are uh, like the Death Watch or whatever. Yeah. And the guy's got the dark saber. Yep. Which I totally forgot about when. So when it showed up in Rebels, I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" And I totally forgot yeah, that, that it was, was in part of Clone Wars. Wars. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit! I've, I've never seen that in Rebels." Yeah, because uh, Maul ends up using it for a while too. Yeah, yeah, which is I totally forgot about because that's near the end of this. Yeah, and I'm hoping we get to see his rise, where to the point where he's at in Solo, because part of that where he's if he's because he's involved in the siege of Mandalore. Yeah, so maybe we'll see where you know it'll lead to where he is in Solo too. Because the siege of Mandalore is like it's apparently is Darth Maul's uh, get out of jail free card from the Emperor. And because last we saw him, he's pinned up against the wall and the Emperor's going to town on him. Yeah. But next we see him, he's alive and well in Rebels. So something a happened. A little crazy, yeah. but alive and well. And in between that, he became a crime lord. Yep. Maybe we see that in Solo. So, so there was it, that. Oh, another TV announcement. No, a Netflix announcement. We get another season of Toys That Made Us. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And is. I'm not surprised at all by the four toys at all. And it should be four good episodes. Wrestling figures. Yeah, Wrestling cool. figures. Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles. My Little Pony. Wee. And Power Rangers. Yeah, the Power Rangers one is like the one that kind of interests me the most because it's the one I know least about. Yeah. But... Uh, I'm very happy about that. They, they've even so I've been following them on Facebook. They apparently uh, talked to um, Chuck Lorre, who is better known as the guy behind uh, How I Met Your Mother. Isn't is yep. that one of his sitcoms? And Big Bang Theory. Big isn't Bang it? Theory. Yeah. Oh, and Two and a Half Men and all that yep. stuff. And okay, yeah. I don't who, think How I Met Your Mother is one of his. Oh, okay, no. but it's sitcom Darman guy. Greg. Darman Greg. 
And he wrote the theme song to the original Ninja Turtles cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're digging deep. I, I really hope when they're done that we get a DVD set with extras. Because every once in a while, like, they'll show a clip of an interview and, like, you know they talked to this guy for at least 20 minutes. Like, I'd kind of like to it. see what yeah. the rest of it is. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I yep. love that show. Um, so, to prove that uh, our house is bugged by at least the people at Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Um, we and the little... people at Spirit of Halloween, apparently. Yeah. So, we're getting uh, some Marvel and Star Wars figures that uh, we have been requesting for a while. Uh, the interesting thing I thought is, because I sent it to you, because we talked about this last episode with the Wasp, and, like the era of Wasp that you really like, mm-hmm. they're producing a figure from I, that era. Yeah, yeah, you sent me that picture of that. Yeah, so it's basically like, it's like now they're trying to tempt you into our world, too. <laughs> I they're not, not going to, it's not going to work. I'm not going but... to buy a Wasp figure. We'll buy it for him. <laughs> Thanks. But we we get that we get Professor X in a wheel in the hover chair. Yeah. Um. The they're re-releasing Archangel, which has been uh, with multiple heads, multiple heads, and a new hand for the Build a Figure Apocalypse. Yep. Is that the one that you already pre-ordered? Yeah, I pre-ordered <laughs> it today because I I missed out on them the last time. I've got a couple. I think I've got. Yeah. I think you I've get got the, the X Force one, yeah. Or yeah, I got one of them, and I've got an Angel too. So it's a, there you go. But and but Professor X in the hover chair is very tempting. Well, it's the only downside is it's part of the Rider series, yeah. so it's like well, the, you know, right, right away you know it's fifty Four, bucks, forty like, to fifty bucks, easy. That uh, and the Deadpool on the scooter, Deadpool on a scooter with Deadpool dog and Deadpool squirrel, yeah. Um, Hercules squirrel? is getting yep. the Marvel Hercules is getting that looked that looked like a decent looked figure. Pretty good. Um, some Spider Man variants, yep. uh, Red Goblin, yeah, build a no. figure Kingpin. I know. I need to know what else is in that line because so far the Spider Man, the Spider figures they've announced for it, I'm like, eh. Well, who is it in that wave? So Silver far? Sable, Black Cat, oh, the weirdo symbiote looking black suit where it's kind of got. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was uh, that was from like the last issue of a ama- uh, Dan Slot's last yeah, round. Yeah, and um, something else. But the Red that, Goblin. Red Goblin. So yeah, that's, that's like that one's four. a must. I gotta get that. At least six. Yeah, but the the build a figure kingpin Sorry, like was like jazz locks. Yeah, awesome. no. In Star Wars, we're finally getting a chopper and we're chopper getting an Ezra. Ezra. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because that's a, I've been wanting a chopper since that show started. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. the best character on the cartoon. <laughs> But Ezra's good too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Oh well, no, yeah. Which leads, so is Ahsoka. Um, we only need that Hera. after that. Have they done Hera? Yep, I've yeah, got Hera the first. downstairs. Oh right, right, right. Yep. Sabine. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Sabine. Done Sabine. Sabine. Kanan. Uh, Kanan. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. We need Zeb, and we need Old Man Rex. Old Man Rex, and uh, what's his name? Captain Mutton Chops wouldn't be bad. Uh, oh Callus. yeah, Agent Callus, who I call Captain. Or uh, what's the pirate Hondo? Oh. oh yeah, Hondo. I just see. I just watched Clone Wars episodes with Hondo when he was attacking, <laughs> trying awesome. to attack the uh, farmers. If I could stand doing makeup like that and was oh. any good at it, I would cosplay as Hondo. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's so he in Clone Wars. He's a space pirate, right? But he and he is on both sides of the conflict the entire time. He's, and making money wherever he can. If something's not, if it Obi Wan too expensive, then he just moves on. Obi Wan keeps running into him, but by the end of the Clone Wars, you really get the feeling that 
he thinks he and Obi-Wan are friends, which is definitely not the case. So when he shows up in Rebels, in, in Rebels he's a little bit down on his luck, but he's still just so awesome. And then he still and then he develops the same like kind of relationship with with, the, with Ezra and the Rebels crew and He's a scheming conniver and ready he's, to stab you in the back if it'll give him an extra five cents. He's fantastic. Well, no, he's not even that bad, though, because when Ezra double crosses him, he's like, that's my boy. Yeah, exactly. And he gets it. He's like, yeah, oh, I trained you well. He's not upset by no, it. No, no. It's um, part of the game. He I loves know, it's it. It's yeah. hilarious. He's great. <laughs> yeah, so we we would need a Hondo as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, are you listening? So tap tap. Yeah. Oh, they, they definitely are. So one of the interesting things that came out of Hasbro's panel goes back to a conversation we had during our Black Panther episode. Okay. Where there was only one wave of Black Panther f- figures, and you're like, "Well, is there a Shiri figure? Is there like you were kind of surprised that what wasn't available? Right. Well, so apparently was the heads of Hasbro because they came down and went. Okay, this movie is making shit tons of money. Yeah. Where's the second wave of figures? And the designers are like, Second wave? You told us to do one. And that was it. Where's the second wave of figures? Well, I guess we'll get to work then. <laughs> so And it's probably one of the fastest turnarounds for a wave really? of figures. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there there's there's some nice looking figures. Like I didn't get any of the first wave of the Black so Panther who, Which figures. I'm now regretting a so little who, bit. Who's in the second wave? So we get another one of the these uh the female bodyguards. Uh Akoye. Well this one is this uh, is like non oh. Yeah. So it's comes the Army generic, Builder. Generic and multiple heads. Oh. <laughs> so you can do like Army, army builder, yeah. Okay, because we've already. Or if had, you just had the head from the one, because she was the builder figure. We wasn't had she? Okoye, and we had Okoye was the builder figure, I think. And then there was another one that the the other one, the the chick who was from Walking Dead, or was that she was the? Builder? No, she was oh. the builder figure. No, it was the, the girlfriend, girlfriend that was in the package. Pack. Yeah. Like so the, we've yeah, gotten to now we yeah. get. Now we got potentially three more if yeah. you want to buy three bodies. They showed a silhouette of Shiri. Yes. So this with was, the claw. With things, the, the but Panther they didn't thing. actually show the figure. That's because it's not part of that wave. Oh, oh no, that's so going to be part of the Avengers the, wave. The uh, next Avengers Infinity, whatever they end up calling that movie. Next Avengers wave. 4. But they, they've also got a claw with a, a laser cannon wrist thing mm-hmm. and. The one that I'm going to pick up is they have a T'Chaka. Ah, that like with the, like you know how we see him in the flashback where he's uh, got the the, the sash, sash and, and like the pants. The, oh. it, 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 it looks really good. There's a Hot Toys that came out of it that looks phenomenal, but I can't afford. No, <laughs> because Hot uh, Toys are expensive. Unless Hot Toys wants to send us stuff, we'll be happy to review. We'll them. be happy to review it and display it and fight over them. Yes, but uh, the build a figure is. Uh, What's Mbatu. it? Manape. Oh, and it looks really good too, because of the that new photoreal processing yeah. on the face. Even oh. the Black Panther, I'm tempted to rebuy because it's got oh, a better it's, head. It's got, it's got that like, this little gray scruffy beard it, going on. Like, yeah, looks, yeah, like it doesn't look like. Uh, it's weird. It doesn't look like an action figure head now, yeah. which is mine. Look, it has that resemblance, but it like it's clearly some sculptor's interpretation of the head. And the uh, the other guy. Um, yeah, yeah. In, the, in his combat, like when he steals the mask, uh, so he comes with that mask and unmasked version. But in that combat, like military type fighting, like outfit. But it's interesting. Shiri's in the Avengers wave. 
and yep. not in the Black Panther. So way. I hope did, that that means she's a part of the next Avengers. Like that's what part. I'm wondering if that's, she that's kind of a her, reveal. We didn't see her poof. Yet. No, we didn't. Oh, see we her did not poof. see her poof. No, no dust for her. But he did dust. Yeah, with her. With the, Black that Panther she's did the go queen dust. Of yeah. Wakanda until he yeah. comes back. So speaking of that, did you see what Marvel did at Comic Con? She's getting her own comic. Well, not no, just that. that. Oh. The um, they had uh, therapy sessions for people who were totally devastated <laughs> by the, oh, ending the ending of Infinity War. Aww. They were giving out hugs. You Aww. know what I hope? You, you know, if they really had a sense of humor, they are playing uh, Kansas's "Dust in the Wind" in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they they had a trailer or something set up outside the convention center. I just yeah, read I saw that the, today. I saw the photo yeah. of it today, yeah. That's funny. One of the things I'm enjoying on, on Pinterest, because all sorts of geeky comics comes up, so it's a lot of fan comics, and they're doing a lot of, of Spider-Man fan comics, and the two that I really enjoy is they do uh, basically Peter Parker and Shuri as like best buddies, like bonding over science, and like playing in Shuri's lab, and like Black Panther. And I would think she's a little older than him, though. Shuri? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say she's at least no, a year or two. Yeah. Oh, then Peter Parker. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Movie wise. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, for sure. So that's one of the, the relationships that I really enjoy is the two of them bonding over science and making fun of Iron Man and, and, and uh, Black Panther. And then the other uh, kind of fake relationship that's going on in these fan comics is basically Tony Stark as Peter Parker's adoptive father. Which is adorable. Mm. <laughs> like, there's so many little, like, ad- absolutely adorable web comics of like Peter Parker accidentally calling Tony Stark dad, and then he's so embarrassed, and he tries to get Friday to erase it, but she's like, "Nope, he's already saved it," and he calls it the refrigerator door protocol. And I'm just going, "Ma." On a slight so- other note, have you seen what they're one of the the interesting things they're doing in Slots Iron Man with AIs? No. So apparently there is a movement within the Marvel universe and the the proper 616 comic universe yep. that AIs are sentient. Yep. Which we have proof well, of. Well, there so was that whole the- story of with uh, the, with AIs and AIs going amok uh, and there was an old Iron Man armor that was like running around on its own and Yeah. So part of that is is uh, Tony's not having AI in his armor anymore. It's got to be either dumbed down programming or something along that lines. Because basically, uh, Jacosta is now the the like spokesperson for like AI robot rights kind of thing. Jacosta, um, female Ultron, basically. Okay, is that the best way of? Short yeah. version of the yeah. explaining her. He, she was created by Ultron based on the memory engrams of the Wasp. Was- okay, I think yeah. I remember reading about her at one point. So the idea is is keeping a sentient AI locked in an armor against its will. Is what if it's not against its will? To slavery, which is kind of an interesting concept to deal with. Yep. I guess if they want to volunteer for it, that's one thing, but uh, I I don't know. Hmm. I just thought, like, I read about it the other day. I'm like, that's a really kind of neat subplot to have to throw in because now Tony has to deal with, in some ways, a lower standard of armor than he's been used to the last 10 years. Hmm. uh, So, is that all the major news? Did we cover everything? I think we covered... Not everything, but it's enough. Well, everything that's cool. Oh, there's going to be a Star Wars uh, Maxi series in the comics. Oh, yeah. I did uh, read about that. 
set over three different series. One's oh, uh, Age of Re- Republic, Age, yeah. then Age of Rebellion, then Age of Resistance. And it's supposed to be a comic series to be able to tie all the eras of the movies together. Yeah. Um, that does remind me of uh, there was a kind of a rather big comic book announcement that uh, didn't get a heck of a lot of airplay. And it's IDW is going to be producing Spider-Man comics for all ages. Oh. Much like they are doing with the, the Star Wars Adventures license. I saw uh, something about that. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was one of those things that nobody, like, everybody picked up the story, but nobody really talked about it Yeah, is it, well, I, the, the most things I saw were people were like, oh, what does that mean? Uh, Marvel's now, or Disney, yeah. Disney's uh, not even going to use their own uh, Marvel to make their own comics now. They're just going to farm it out to someone else. Or, or is IDW the next thing that Disney's going to buy? Well, it, it, it does bring up That's a my lot of voice. interesting questions. And to be honest, those are all pretty appropriate. But, you know, IDW is not the only company that's publishing Marvel stuff right now. No, Archie has been reprinting They're doing the Archie, the Archie Marvel Digest. Which part of me wonders, like, is that deal now done? Yeah, or are both deals going to but exist? But the thing is, Archie has, Archie has, um, like I've seen those Marvel Archie Digests mm-hmm. at the grocery store. Yeah, where other comic companies don't have. It oh, Archie yet. has a distribution right. center that other comic book companies would kill for. That's the reason why growing up I had like hundreds of Archie mm-hmm. Digests. Well, and it was my gateway. To be fair, it's also for for. Uh, Kevin and I, that's how we got our comics for the longest the time, ra- I got them at the Spinner Rack at Mike uh, Robbie's Variety on Picnic Island, Forest Avenue. Picnic Island Convenience Store in Honey Harbor is where my, most of my early comic collection comes where from. Where the Avengers, I started reading Avengers, was from there. But, you know, um, DC's doing a, a thing with Walmart. So they're trying to get their books out there. Which we don't have in Canada. Oh, they're not coming uh, here at I, all? I... I have been looking every time I go to Walmart because they, apparently they've been restocking them in the American ones when they, mm. they sell out because they're, um, they're stories that like they're – I don't know how, what the ratio is, but at least part of these books are completely original stories. Uh, yes. Our, uh, our good friend Jimmy Palmotti is writing Batman, I think, right now on, a, on the, the Batman book. I'm just going to check the Walmart uh, Canada website and oh, see. Oh, good luck. That website is terrible. Oh, yep. um, well, while you're doing that. So I mentioned it, and I think it was one of those things we asked last week or last episode, and we were like, oh, what do you think? And I questioned. I said, hey, do you think we're going to get more Ghostbuster props from Spirit of Halloween? And apparently the answer is all of them. <laughs> all of them at once. We're getting PKE goggles, uh, PKE meters. We're getting ecto goggles. We're getting a trap. We're even getting belts. They're getting There's belts. There is a large Slimer display thing. Yep. For uh, the, a some sort of Stay Puft Marshmallow display thing, some little like Christmas light type shit. And yeah, all kinds of Ghostbusters they, stuff. I guess the packs were selling well because they're all in now. And they modified the ones we have. 
they changed them slightly. Oh, how so? They put better uh, strap backpack straps on them. Oh, so they put God real backpack straps on them You're instead not of another one. No, no, no you not. need you need to go buy an Alice rack. And, I'm, I'm going to take the one off my old Slimer yeah, pack and just I, do that because that's that the better Slimer upgrade. Slimer pack's falling apart. I got it. I'm going to yeah. take it completely apart and use it. Well, that's the better upgrade anyway. Yeah, and then you. I had lots of compliments on my backpack at uh, the Elmville Festival. I need I need the trap and the PKE meter. You've yep. already got versions of them, but are you no, going? Are you going to pick up one of these as like a knock around? I want the trap for that because the trap the, from the, the the reviews I saw, like the, the comparisons, it's slightly smaller than the Maddie Collector one. Yeah, and doesn't come with a pedal either. Oh, okay. It looks like it's just got on the handle. There's a little button off to the side that you flick, and that opens it up. Does its lights and sound? You hit the button again. It closes. Does its lights and sound? Cool. Uh, so I'd I'd like to get that to carry around like on the belt, and it mm. even has like a little belt hook too, versus my Maddie Collector one that I paid a couple hundred bucks that I could sell for a couple thousand dollars. That. Yeah. Um, that one yeah, I like leave to leave that one in good in condition. my dis- yeah that one yeah. stays in my display case. Um, my PKE meter though I don't have any problem taking that out because it's small. I got a nice little uh, measuring tape uh, holder that mm. it fits perfectly into, or hand- I think was it measuring tape or I don't know either way it fits perfect. On, on my belt, uh, I may pick up one of those belts because that's more of a movie accurate belt yeah, than my if tactical I can find belt. One of my size. Is well, it one. says it goes up to forty two. Yeah, 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 I'm on the borderline there. Well, we need to work on that so you can fit back into yeah, your jumpsuit. I, I actually, I'm, I'm. That's the the plan now that my birthday is over. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome for us and fans of Ghostbusters who have always wanted these things but can't afford them. Yep. <laughs> I was just thinking, hmm, how are we going to afford them? <laughs> uh, we'll see. Go lottery. Yeah. yeah, got another interview on Wednesday. There you so. go. Excellent. Um, so did you find that information you're looking for? I was. Uh, you you I are remember right. what you were looking the, for. Uh, Walmart website is terrible. Oh, it's awful. Oh, you're looking up, trying to find that comic. That's what yeah. it was. At Walmart, at least get them in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Bring them in. People will buy them. Help my buddy Jimmy out. There you go. He's got cats <laughs> to feed. <laughs> so that brings us to an end of another episode. That was a lot of news, but yep, we Lots. diligently covered it. We did. Woo! So at the end of every episode, we have geek picks. Geek picks. Does anybody geek have picks. one that they want to start off with? I went and got one. <laughs> What, Squirrel Girl? Yeah, but it's, this is issue-specific. Oh, okay. Issue-specific Squirrel Girl. Because I always say you should read The Incredible Squirrel Girl, or The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, every issue, as you all know. Um, but this particular issue, number 34, is really funny. Um, I'm getting used to the new artist. Mm-hmm. It's still not fantastic, but, you know, better than not having Squirrel Girl at all. <coughs> so in this issue, um, they're in jail. Squirrel Girl and Craven and Koi Boy and Chipmunk Hunk. And Chipmunk Hunk? Chipmunk yep. Hunk has all the powers of chipmunks. Oh. Um, and Nancy and Brain Drain. And I can't remember where that other girl came from, but she's in here too. Um, and the thing that I love about it is that uh, Craven is trying to redeem himself and be a good guy. And that's why they're in jail because Squirrel Girl and her friends are sticking up to him. So they have to go to jail. And so they go to court and Squirrel Girl's lawyer is She-Hulk. Well, of course she is. <laughs> and then the the um, oh, what's the other one called? 
the prosecution is like this is a fake character that they made up for the comic book. It's not a real character, but she's just like this horrible bitchy lady. And she keeps saying stuff like, hello, she Hulk. And then she goes like, Jennifer is fine. Thank you. <laughs> and is like doing everything she can to get her to Hulk out so that she can, I guess, do a mistrial or something. Mm, fun. Yeah. But it's, and then at the very, very end, Spider-Man shows up. So you get a lot of superheroes in this issue. Have you seen the trailer for Marvel rising with squirrel girl, the animated, um, and Ms. Marvel. And no, Ghost I seen Spider? I sent it to you. Did you? Yeah, the animated, the cartoon. The thing is, if you send it to me and I get it on my phone, I usually don't watch it. I, yeah. I have to send it to me when I'm on my computer. All right. <laughs> so anyway, yes, issue 34 of Squirrel Girl. Excellent. Still fantastic. Who wants to go next? I just oh. started watching a show that just popped up on Netflix called Final Space. I watched the first episode of that. It's Interesting. It is interesting. Uh, I, I won't it's a little say cartoon. It's, I won't say it's laugh out loud funny. It reminds me of Futurama. It's got that kind of feel. It's um, animated or live action. It's an animated. animated. Yeah. Who's the voice actor? The main. It sounded real familiar. The the uh, it's he's actually the guy who created the show. Oh, okay. So yeah. Then, uh, Olin Rogers. Um, but other voice actors that you would know who are on it. Uh, Fred Armisen plays Kevin, the uh, robot that steals all the cookies. Um, Cookie. Mm. <laughs> David Tennant it just, it just, is the evil, uh, the evil guy who's the bounty hunter looking for the little green dude that like the that Gary the, the main little bad guy, the, yeah. the, the short little yeah. green bad the, guy. Yeah, that's okay. uh, that's David Tennant. Oh, really? Okay. Ron Perlman's on it. Gina Torres, Andy oh, Richter, Conan O'Brien playing. Ron Perlman is playing uh, plays Gary's father. Oh, so I haven't seen him yet. Yeah. And who's you said Conan's on it? Conan O'Brien. Because I think he's a producer on the show. Oh. Uh, he's playing Clarence and Chuck and okay. additional voices. Exhibit, the rapper, John DiMaggio. Uh, d- d- so, yeah. Uh, basically, it is um, about a guy named Gary who uh, knocked out a space pilot to steal his uniform to impress a girl and ended up uh, getting court-martialed. And oh, getting, court- getting arrested. <laughs> it wasn't court-martialed yeah, because, because he, was, yeah. he was never actually yeah. in the For military. impersonating a military officer, and he ends up imprisoned on a spaceship. And, and destroying a whole lot of equipment at the same yeah. time. Yeah, and he calls himself the captain of the ship because he's the only prisoner, except this annoying robot called Kevin who steals all the cookies. He's the, your, his robot companion to make sure he doesn't go crazy. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> doing a good job. Oh, he's just making him crazy. <laughs> and uh, the computer is in charge of his sentence, and he... He's not allowed to eat any cookies. That's a no. running joke through the whole episode. <laughs> no cookies. It's great when the computer, like, they're behind this little glass door, and the computer will open the cookie door for Kevin, and Kevin will go, ooh, cookies, and he just, like, mashes and them. And Kevin is like, a robot, no, no. so he can't even eat the cookies. It doesn't even have a robot <laughs> mouth. He just mashes them against where his, like, smooth speaker just is. Just to make Gary crazy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, that's pretty funny, that part. Okay, I need to watch this. Yeah, so it's called... Uh, Final Space, and it was originally on TBS in the States. Yeah. Uh, so it is now on Netflix, and okay. it is Final quite space. funny. Well, that also oh, explains why Conan's part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the first episode involves Gary finding this little alien blobby dude who he names Mooncake, uh, <laughs> because that was the name of his pet caterpillar when he was a kid. <laughs> and it uh, turns out Mooncake is a very powerful um, alien thingy. thingy, and this bounty hunters after him so <laughs> but gary refuses to give him up because he's cute and gary needs a friend <laughs> and then there's a cat a cat like bounty hunter that shows up at the end and gary wants to play cards with him 
Didn't you see that in the first episode? In the first episode. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. I may have is that a Friday night show, right? No, it was a Sunday afternoon show. Oh, yeah, almost the, the same. <laughs> Yesterday it was when it was raining. Yeah. It was a long blink show. There might have been a, some, a few blinks during that show. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. It's pretty funny, and it's on Netflix. On Canadian Netflix, as awesome. we speak. Yep. I love shows that are on Netflix because it means I can watch them. Ryan. So, this past Wednesday, I purchased the final issue of Volume 2 of Spider-Gwen. Um, oh, so they're they're ending that. Series? They've ended that series oh. uh, with with issue thirty four, mm-hmm. uh, and it wraps up the storyline. Now everybody in her world knows that Gwen Stacy is was Spider Woman. She served her. She served some time in prison, partially as her own, you know her own penance. She felt she needed to do it for things even though like she still feels responsible for like Peter's death and stuff like this. Um she's bonded with the symbiote at this point. So that's okay. how she got her powers back cuz she had lost her powers for a while post Spider-Verse. Um from some drug that I think uh I forget although I think it was Cindy Moon of that world injected her with or infected her or something. Oh, okay. Cindy Moon is Silk in yeah. the 616? Yes. Uh, in the Spider Gwen universe, she was like the head of like one of those like you know not Hydra but some evil corporation. Like, yeah, one of those evil clubs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's been a great run. I've enjoyed I enjoyed that character and I enjoyed that story. I think they pretty much set her up that like, she's not going to call herself Spider Gwen, even though that's what the newspapers have been calling her. I think now this is how they transition her to be Ghost Spider. Yeah, which is what they're what calling, they're calling her, her, in her in the comic. Yep, and I, they'll probably call her that in the uh, Spider Verse cartoon. Well, they they call her that in the uh, the in animated the Marvel Rising. Yes. Rising. Sorry, that's what I meant not in the comic. But yes, in that yeah, in that new Squirrel Girl Miss Marvel cartoon there. Yep. So, so uh, good read. I take it that's a good read. It's fun. It's, it reminds me, like you know, she's dealing with this type of stuff that that Peter used to deal with when he was young, and so you get that she's in a band, so you got her trying to balance that and doing, you know, trying to be Spider Gwen, but then she ends up in a deal with evil Matt Murdock, who was like the head of the hand. Oh, okay. And uh, doing stuff with him, He's, she's being blackmailed by him because you know, and yeah, there's a lot of good twists and turns and. You get some stories where she crosses over still with 616 people. Uh, there's a whole back and forth uh, with uh, in the Spider-Man book with Miles. Uh, and you even see like an alternate universe future version of the two where they're married and have kids. They're getting a double pack, too, yep. of uh, figures. To go with the new movie, uh, to coincide with that movie, the yep. cartoon. And it's the same figures except a few changes. Uh, Miles looks like he comes with a Venom Blast. Uh, Spider Gwen looks like she's coming with like a spider web and has different feet. Okay, I think it's like from one thing I read, it's like her feet look more like uh, ballet slippers, whereas in the other one it was more like running shoes. So I think she had running shoes on. Mm-hmm. And I didn't look at my toy. I just was like, oh, that's yeah. interesting. And they've changed the uh, the head sculpt a bit. I heard people talking; they liked it. Cool. So yeah, Spider Gwen, get out, read it. It's good. Yay! Yay! So uh, my pick this week is I'm I too am going with a comic and I'm going with a, a comic I've uh, I've gone with before I think in uh, I'm going with uh, Doctor Afra 
because I got the latest trade of Dr. Afra, the Star book. Wars book. Um, she is one of my other favorite additions to Star Wars lore, I guess, because she's not directly influencing anything at the moment. But no, she's, just out there in the universe, and she's literally out there in the universe because she's, she's like, a lesbian. She's yeah. So, um, but part of like. She's like Han Solo gone bad in a lot of ways, or Indiana Jones in space. It's <laughs> it's hardly she is an archaeologist and who doesn't really have her archaeology degree because she, she kind of stole someone else's research and blackmailed her doc her professors into giving it to her. So but she it's, could because I guess you need to have that you know an archaeologist uh, license to be able to sell. The artifacts that she was yeah. stealing. <laughs> it's it's a fun book though, and like, but it, it definitely feels Star Warsy, but not like the other Star Wars books. You know what I mean? It's like it's a little different take on a corner of the universe we don't get to see in the movies. And, and you get some other character. You get to see other characters that have been introduced in the other comics. Like yeah. uh, Hera gets well, Hera's in, yeah, Hera's in a few ep- uh, issues. Uh, you get uh, there's a relationship with uh, the. What's her name? That was Han Solo's wife. Yes, Kira. Uh, no, oh, no, no, from the the comics. They oh, haven't yeah, introduced her in the I film remember. series. Yeah. She was the one that everybody thought that was Sandy gonna... Newton was playing in the the movie and ended up not oh. being, and she was killed off in yeah. like two seconds. And she's getting an action figure. Yeah. Well, all the solo people are getting action. I kind of want the Woody Harrelson one. Yeah, his character's action figure. I'm hoping that they do like the Forces of Destiny style doll of Kira. Mm, maybe I don't know. Else. I don't. I don't recall seeing anything from that line other than the San Diego exclusive. Yeah. What was the San Diego exclusive? The uh, the Chewbacca with porks. Oh, cute! I already have a Chewbacca. Yeah. I want them to do more of those dolls. <laughs> I didn't see anybody talking about buying the Afro toy though, with the the set with the droids. No, that it was one of the, but it was three and three quarters, yeah. which I think that might have been a little bit of a mistake. But hey, what do I know? So, yeah, so the, read, read it. Actually, all Marvel Star Wars books right now are really solid yeah. books. Like, if you want more added on to your, your Star Wars, like, um, right now the main Star Wars book is gearing up towards the start of Empire, I think. I think that's where they're going. Yeah, well, it's because it's called The End of Hope is the storyline right now, and yeah. it's A New Hope was the first movie, right? So it's... And man, they're getting hammered. Yep, <laughs> I'm enjoying the the Vader book too. The and Vader book's the, been pretty. The good. last few issues, they've really been exploring the Vader Tarkin relationship. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But uh, which I wanted to talk to you about the annual. So I'm going to spoil stuff for you about the annual that came out. But oh, we'll okay. do that after yeah, we'll we're do done that recording. After. So that's it for this episode. Uh, next episode, I don't know what we're talking about. Is there a movie coming up? That Teen we're... Titans. Teen okay. Titans Go! So it might be Teen Titans Go. I might do some geeky stuff on my holiday. Maybe that's I'll talk true. about that. Uh, that. Ryan is off to the maritime. I just discovered I could go to a Comic-Con in Munich when I'm on my vacation. Ooh, Interesting. <laughs> is your travel partner into that sort of stuff, though? No, but we can do separate things. Yeah. Huh? So I may end up going to, uh, it's called Germany Comic-Con Munich. Fun. If you do, you make sure you bring some True North Nerds buttons and business cards. <laughs> That's true. I just found out about, so there's a toy convention in Mexico called Unboxed. Uh-huh. But apparently around that convention, there is a huge Mexican flea market 
nothing but toys. Wow. That I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome if I <laughs> if it's in a half decent part of town. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so that's it for this episode. So we'll probably talk about Teen Titans Go in the next episode and <laughs> some of Ryan's geeky adventures. If there are any, if there, there are, are any, and uh, look out, Antigonish. <laughs> Ryan's the, coming. The parent family's coming. Look <laughs> It'll never be the same. <laughs> and until next time, we will see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds. On Facebook under... Surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy. Stop.